3D6 Down the Line. Hey everybody, welcome back to 3D6 Down the Line. This is session 9 of our Halls of Arden Vool Mega Dungeon campaign using the old school essential system by Gavin Norman. Halls of Arden Vool, of course, is by uh, Richard Barton. So we are starting off, uh, let's see, well, introductions first, never mind, I'm getting ahead of myself. My name's John, I'm the referee of the game. Uh, going around the horn, uh, we would normally have Mike, who would be playing Gorn Blackhood, the dwarf, but uh, Mike is dead to us tonight and will not be joining yeah. us. So chances of survival just went way downhill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after Mike, we Let's have... Let's go shopping. I'm David, I'm playing Onware, the illusionist. I'm uh, Matt, I play Avaricios, the cleric. And I'm Ted, and I'm playing Squeegee Kneebiter, and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say this, the world's greatest goblin. <laughs> okay. The only goblin we know, really. The only, uh, well, it's, a, it's just the way. It's a small set, a set of one, within which he is also the greatest, and as it happens, the worst, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> At the very least, the most humble. Yes, exactly. Yes, uh, without question. The Speaking most humble, of greatest humility, goblin. uh to... Make, turn the cameras on me, please, for a second, as I uh, I have to admit a couple things that a couple of our uh, both my players and some people, some very astute commenters in the last session's uh, comments noticed that I made some mistakes, um, and uh, I just want to address those real quick and a couple of revisions that I'm going to do as well, just so we clarify. Um, so uh, the cursed torch that Avaricios actually picked up, it was like a solid gold torch that he was not able to drop. Um, said that it would cast black light and we were kind of fussing about with like what does black light mean is it the same thing as what black light means in the real world ends up that what the what the module was actually referring to was the actual illusionist spell black light so um that makes much more sense um and actually provides a little bit of a benefit to avaricios as well so um that the the spell black light is uh basically permanently cast it being cast at all time from that torch however the radius is only 20 feet instead of the 30 feet that black light normally is so that's what the torch is going to be. Um, I I'm sure up. there's there's no downside. You no other downsides other than you the promised me that. Yeah, uh, the the <laughs> other one for regarding Avaricios was that um, he should have been able to turn those skeletons automatically. I had I had completely forgotten that Avaricios was second level and that for first hit die creatures of which those skeletons were, it's an automatic turn. Um, so he shouldn't have had to roll uh, last session for that. Um, so I screwed him over that way, and then I screwed over Onweir last time, where uh, which <laughs> at least we spread it around. Or... Yes, exactly. Right? It's all from from Super ignorance, cool. not from any malignant <laughs> uh, maliciousness on my part. But it was um, when Onweir got bitten by the giant rat. I made him make an immediate save versus saving throw versus poison. Um, uh, when in actuality, when you're bitten by a giant rat, you only have a one in twenty chance of even having to roll the save in the first place. So there's only a five percent chance that he had to roll the roll to save it. Um, so very, very small chance that he actually would have been in his dire situation that he wasn't. Um, another one that I, off the top of my head, uh, when asked what remove, what Estelle was going to charge for remove curse, I came up with 2000 GP. What she actually was going to charge was a thousand gold. So half of that amount. So remove curse only costs a thousand, um, uh, from Estelle that is. And, uh, this is a big one that I haven't even told you guys about, but I'm going to change it because I just think it makes it more fun and interesting for um, the campaign in general. The Hand of Arden, the, the Arden Vader, as we've been calling it. Um, uh, I made a special note that when you first act, when Varger first accessed it, it was on her knee or right near her knee so that she would therefore have to traverse across every time that she wanted to get to that lowest point. Um, 
But uh, I think it makes more sense and is more fun that if the thing was actually designed in a way that it actually goes all the way down to the cliff, to the um, Rock on. the cliff bottom. <laughs> so if that makes yeah. your choices about whether to push that um, wheeling and dealing with the Sethmoth beat um, in one direction or the other, then uh, so be it. But yeah, so that will go all the way down and up, be a full elevator. <laughs> Does it come all the way down like this, or does it do this at the very end? <laughs> <laughs> it is a death trap. <laughs> uh, okay, so to catch us up real quick where we are, it is the third of Lagarios. It is three days away from Avaricios being uh, uh, healed of his blood loss. Um, it is 8 a.m. You have woken up at the Broken Head. The Knights of the Azure Shield are still there. Um, and it is a warm and sunny day, which we wrote at the very end of the session. Uh, so, very first order of business whenever you wake up in the morning, as Onweir um, is completely shorn, uh, no more poison, uh, he's fine, and Avericios, oh, okay. uh, you're still feeling not great, but you are feeling much more powerful and in touch with your god, as you have yet again leveled up. Avericios oh, yeah. gained enough XP last yeah. time to go Congrats. to level 3. It's, it's the right feeling, you know? You yeah, know, you get that. You get that out. You get the vermin out, and you know. Uh, I can't remember. Did did you do a dice roll on Discord, or do we need? To... I I have not. Oh well, guess Ooh, what? Let's see it. We can do it here. Okay. Let me get the I'm dice up. Roll my hit die. I have a minus one to my con, so hopefully we'll, uh, we'll do right. that. Okay, I'm gonna roll a d6. Big money, no whammies. Big money, no whammies. Here we go. Oh, that's a four. Okay, so three hit points. I'll add three hit points. I'll take it. Let's get a hit point rundown from you guys. What are, what are we looking at here now? Three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One currently, although I guess I feel, but yeah, yeah. I have six hit points because um, I believe I would have healed my one point of damage last night, right? Overnight, uh, yeah. Sleep. On, on where did point? you give yeah. yourself a hit point for for sleeping yeah. overnight? So I would be, I'd be at two then. Okay. Uh, my new max. Um, well, I, I'm still I'm figuring the penalty into this. Uh, so adding three, my new max will be eight. Eight, uh, cool. When I heal up, I'll be nine, right? Um, but uh, currently, uh, that brings me up to seven because uh, I was at four uh, yesterday and one for sleeping. So that's eight. Awesome, great. So I I don't think I think Gorn has like five or six I believe so you're definitely the the tankiest of everybody right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> eight hit points. Yeah, it's great. All right, so uh, not, I got a blood disease, but I'm still the tank. So Avaricios is a full full on cleric now. He's got not only does he have spells, but he has multiple spells. And your turn on dead uh, uh, went up, so you're have an easier chance of doing that now, which is pretty sweet. Ah, um, so that feels pretty good. Speaking of which, I need to know what Avaricios' spells are that he's prayed for and what Onweir's spell, singular, is. My singular spell is... Uh, I'm going to do Color Spray. Color Spray. Okie doke. I will do uh, two spells. I will do Light and Cure Light Wounds. Okay. Light and Cure Light Wounds. Love it. All right. Okay, so... If he, if, if he cast that spell on himself, would it cure the blood thing? No. Okay. No, his maximum is reduced until the because that's a just a the injury just was bad. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's just yeah. The, the effect he took from falling unconscious. Yeah. Um, he hit right. me so hard it broke my blood. Uh, that <laughs> actually leads me yeah. into my next thing, which is uh, for the bloodlust. Uh, how long do you actually plan to spend at the Broken Head before heading out? 
Um, well, I was I was thinking, I was proposing that we spend uh, one, just one more day there. I don't want to spend any like long, but just like one day there gives everybody else a chance to like roll an extra die. I guess it's a D3 to get a little more help, hit points. Make sure everybody's all the way up, and then we can go down. Okay. All right. So, so go you, down on the fourth of Ligario. So you, you don't want to wait until your blood loss is gone. Uh, no, no, no. That that's that seems excessive. He doesn't want to hold everybody up. You know, I I, I feel a little better. We, we you know, I take an extra day. I'll, every day I get better and better. Okay. My, my faith, will, my faith will pull me through. But right. if we travel to Gosterwick, does that slow his recovery? No. Oh, okay, good, no, good. No. Okay, so you want to spend a full day of doing absolutely nothing, so you get a full day's rest of one d three hit points. Is that what I'm here. That, that is what, what he I'm wants, and I'm that. willing to do. But none of no one else needs it, or at least I don't. Maybe David does. I have one more yeah. HP I need, so I can oh, roll okay. again. Yeah. All right, that'll cost us another forty-eight silver for rooms and food, which isn't so bad. We have a bunch, but just saying. I don't mind going at a partial HP, personally. Okay. Shall we go down? Okay. It's fine. Let's let's go down where it's cheaper. It's that's okay. You want to go down? I now? mean, I think. Okay. Yeah, let's just go ahead and go down. It is a nice day. You never know what the weather would be for the next day. That's true. It might be shit. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so it's the third of Lagario. So you got three more days. Um, now I did the math here. Um, I, I figured that we we had it nailed down that when you're at the base of the cliff, the actual journey from the base of the cliff to Gosterwick would be four hours, going nine miles. Um. At, as long as you're taking the Imperial Road, but I figured it'd be good to just extrapolate out. Like, let's say you're at the head, like you're at that broken head. You have to go through the city, down the elevator, then go all the way back to Gosterwick. Like, so from the broken head to Gosterwick, I calculated that all out. Um, and basically it breaks down like this. Um, assuming you're moving at 60, right, is the base movement rate. Um, it takes about approximately 11 turns to travel across the city from the broken head to Arden's hand. So all the way across. Um, that's approximately, well, don't worry about the math. It doesn't really matter. Point being is that it takes about 11 turns. Um, then I kind of extrapolated that it would take about one turn to go all the way down the elevator. So, um, it, so that's basically 12 turns, which is two more hours. So, um, it would take you a total of six hours to get from the broken head to Goss to work. Uh, assuming that there's, assuming there's no other circumstances involved. Right. And you're going. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. this is like assuming you're taking like the main roads through the ruined city and all, all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. So we get there, have lunch, do our shopping, go to bed, head back <laughs> up to uh, Ardenville in the morning on the 4th. Okay, cool. So uh, okay. nothing you want to do at the end right now. You want to go straight to the town? Oh, well, uh, we should talk to Kronos about the halflings, I think. I think that is a good idea because you know they were they were dicks. You can do it now, or you can you can wait till you get back. Why don't we do it when we get back? Particularly since Mike's not here, and he, if he's able to join us later, he'd love to be in on the halfling combo. But so, I think he can leave he can leave hiring and shopping to us easily. What okay. do you say? Sure. We'll we'll go down. We'll come back up to the inn, and then all right through the city you go on this warm and bright day. Uh, nothing, yeah. nothing odd uh, besets you as you make your way through. Oh, good. Um, uh, the Knights of the Azure Shield are still kind of looking out. They've got their uh, ears and eyes pegged for um, Dalton's darlings. Uh, but uh, so when you get to the hand itself, 
you know that it's it's yeah it, it's it's kind of loud you know what i mean like, like people no kind of fog know. this time now they, they, they you don't see any signs that they that they're following you but once again the distance isn't that great right yeah yeah now they can't see you i mean you're you're very far away right. you're across right. the entire city but uh, maybe uh, before we um, we leave the inn, can we say, uh, "Well, we're going to go dungeoning again and go underground, where we will not be anywhere near the hand." <laughs> yes, sir. Good luck to you. Yep, that's us. Definitely going underground. <laughs> yeah, we, we should mention this to the to the guards who are watching everything too. Okay. All right. They 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 wish you good luck in your ventures. Yeah. Of course, if you see Dalton's darlings, you need to get, let them know immediately. They'll pay handsomely if you're able to drag one of them kicking and screaming to face them. I would, I would happily do that because those guys defaced the uh, wall down in the dungeon. Mm, They're graffitiists as criminals, and uh, <laughs> we we don't. Everyone knows that's Plumthorn's territory, and Darling's been writing on it. Boy, I don't know. True. Um. Okay. Actually, I wonder if Plumthorn would pay better than the knights for a piece of that action. Probably not. Um. And then I think when we get to the hand. We don't just waltz onto it. Let's like look around and okay. You know. Looking around, you do see those two wyverns that were oh. circling there. They they are sort of on like they're in the high thermals, basically, just yeah. kind of like just not even batting their wings, just sort of coasting as they sort of watch everything. And every once in a while, they're they're looking at you as well, but they don't attack. But they're over there in that southwest corner where you know Crestorinex press. I'm not saying all yeah. those syllables, but that dragon is. Yeah. But nothing okay. else. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> all right. I'll what, put some what, leaves what? on top of me. I'll like put some sprigs, you know, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. in my robe. Happen, really. Okay. How much is a ghillie suit? So, yeah, listen, that's where I'm at. All right, on, let's do it. Let's go down. Onto the hand you go, and you say the name of Arden. Heck Arden, yeah. lower us. To the depths of our own uh, financial ruin. <laughs> uh, pretty please. And with yeah, a grumble and a, and a groan and with splitting rock down it goes. I forgot to look and see if there's anyone at the bottom of the hand. Um, oh well. <laughs> I guess we can watch. We got some time. We'll, we'll find out in one down. turn. You, you go down. Yeah. It takes about ten minutes or so to go all the way down as your uh, as uh, the the waters the. Waters of the waterfall um, drown out all sound. When you get to the bottom, you don't see anybody. However, you do see that uh, there is a distinct lack of those bodies that were lying there from a few days previous. Those are all gone. Ah, cleaned um, up. It looks like they have been dragged away towards the southwest, like away from and... the road, away from the Imperial Road. Uh, no, not toward up, the water. I'm assuming, yeah, towards like the waterfall, the water. Uh, sort of like towards the river rather than the waterfall itself. Yeah, yeah, okay. Is that something? Well, that's something to keep in mind. Are there? Yeah, are there... it just means there's alligators or something that live here, and we should get away from. Oh, this. <laughs> no. yeah, no big that's deal. Fine. We're fine. Are, are, are are there like in addition to like the absence of these bodies and drag marks? Are there like obvious like claw marks and footprints and stuff? Uh, not claw marks, no. But it it does look like the bodies have been dragged, and there's there's numerous. Boot prints and footprints that have already appeared already. Mm. Yeah, all right. Well, I say we just go to Gosterick. Okay. Yeah, I think we we go for it for now. Cool. I, I need just one minute to go tuck in my kid. I'll be right back. Sure. Yeah. We we won't buy anything without you. All right. 
uh, back you go <laughs> to the town of Gosterwick, uh, newly right. formed with the Azure Keep uh, lording it over from its atop its cliff over the rest of the uh, sprawling mass of new construction. Um, and you enter from the south again as you have to kind of circle around Toady Lake to come in through the freestanding Imperial Gate onto the road. And uh, let me bring that up for everybody here. Gosterwick. Boom, boom. So we approach next to the kettle on that Imperial Gate there, right? That's... Yes, yep. Okay. Um, what is the kettle? Is the it ke like a fort? There are two kettles, actually. Um, they are uh, the uh, basically like the barracks for the town guard. Oh, uh, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, basically wooden, but fortified. Um, and So, burp. sorry. Yep. Please proceed. Well, I was going to say, so, uh, uh, where... Do we go to sell gems and jewels and jewelry? And where do we go to hire hirelings and retainers? Okay, so they're for selling for money changing, basically, right? Like you want to you want to sell these gems for actual coinage? Well, some of them we were talking about, David. I don't know if we came to a consensus, but we need to sort of figure out how much cash we need. I mean, and I, we yeah, sell... I mean, because I... like a five hundred gold piece pearl is way easier to carry than five hundred gold pieces. So I don't think we should sell uh, any gems that we don't yeah. need to sell, right? Yeah. So we need to find out how much money we need, right? Like, so let's say I get a hireling that I want, right? Goblin hireling. He's got a lantern, 10-foot pole, put some armor on him. Mm -hmm. You know, I need like 60, 65 gold pieces to right. outfit a guy, right? Plus whatever we're going to pay him. Correct. So yeah. you're going to hire a guy. We got to outfit him, maybe another 75 gold. So maybe we need... 200 250 gold pieces sold plus that's like two of our so, armor i believe so the, right the retainers so we need like, to sort of retainers will have yep. their own gear to start with they expect you to upkeep oh, and get them better perfect. gear as they go but they'll start unless you want them to have specific things they're going to start with like a you know a, a basic stuff probably right. oh, okay. better yeah. okay um yeah so i uh, yeah i mean that makes sense to me ted my my two notes would be uh yeah, let's determine. We're going to do two retainers, right? I think we're going to do a... Well, a retainer and a hireling. Yes. Hirelings, hirelings don't fight. I just need to hold a lantern and carry my 10-foot pole. Sure. So we're going to do like and... a fighter and a torchbearer, basically. Yeah. Um, and my then... cousin's mother's sister's brother's twice-removed cousin, Mort. That's what I want to do. I think about. we should gear up Avarisios. And I also think it would be worth the forward investment to not go to the pawn shop and to give the like hundred odd gold to uh gosh i can't recall the rarities factor maybe was yeah. that the the merchant who had like an entry fee but otherwise sounds like we'll give us better prices long term yeah he's the factor so it's like a, his name is wick trimmer he's actually like a goblin Ooh, i like him even more yeah do we want to go to wick trimmer and use some of the money we made now just to sort of like solidify our investments later on right I otherwise that. we're going to get double prices or half half we were getting half our value i think on selling uh otherwise it wasn't, it wasn't half i think we had a hundred gold piece tapestry that we got 80 for it right john mm. yes okay so it's like a it's like a uh not terrible but yeah okay let's do let's do one thing at a time which which thing do you want to do first okay i think what we need to do is uh hire First, so we know right, how much money we need. Okay, cool. So we have some coin, so we can, you know, 
It's not like we're walking in empty-handed. We can hire somebody, but we just need to know kind of what we're spending here. Yep, okay. Sure. So, uh, the place that you're going to do your hiring is a place called the Muddy Puddle. Perfect. Um, if you see it, it is right here. Okay. Ah. So, it's sort of in the shadow of the Azure Keep. Um, it's Muddy one of puddle. the... Uh, right. It's this is this this area is known as the underkeep district and it's kind of a rough area because it doesn't see too much it's just it's just a little bit rougher um mm. uh, it's very uh tough tavern has simple bar food um not a place to actually would actually stay uh, you can't stay for the night or anything like that um it's a sprawling building with two stories um huge ground floor common room where people come to after work to come drink and dice and fight basically um oh. and the upstairs is even more suspect than the downstairs. <laughs> um, lots of like dark shadowy corners where like criminal plots are hatched and things like that. Um, that. Uh, there is a chief bartender upstairs and there's another one downstairs as well. So this place is like teeming with like not only adventurers, but like nefarious adventurers, like, you know, ones who are really <laughs> out in it for, only for themselves. You guys fit right in. <laughs> so, oh! <laughs> hey, <come on. laughs> so it's all good to go. Um, uh, Okay, so the chief bar, uh, bartender down on the ground is a Thorkin man. His, his name is Jocko, actually. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jocko is more than happy to introduce you to, uh, to certain prospects who are always looking for work um, and never seem to be able to stay attached. Uh, so he points them out as you ask for certain types. So uh, what kind do you want? A torchbearer? What, what are we looking at again? Sorry. I want, a, I want a goblin. I want to hire another goblin who will be the world's second greatest goblin, obviously. Okay. Well, is that okay? Yeah. What, David? If you've got a better idea, tell me. I just I'm doing no, it for, that's the that's the torchbearer or the fighter. I was just going to ask the torchbearer. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They are really, really good at torchbearing. I... Well, they're quiet. They hear and, and see good, and they have a plus two bonus to their armor class for size. So, okay. so as I said, those little pointy ears are so. And they got the cute little ears. For those watching and who are referencing their OSC manuals, um, that normally it would be a chance to actually find anybody of any sort would be completely random. I'm doing away with that. They can find whoever they want. The town is made for being able to find people uh, of adventuring sorts. However, they still have to make their case, and so we still have to make a roll to see if they accept the offer. So sure. the, the standard going rate is one gold piece plus a half share of treasure um, yeah. of whatever you guys find. Yeah. That's like baseline standard. That does not necessarily mean that they will not accept if you offer them less, and it, it you can also increase your chances of them of saying yes if you offer them more. So what do you want to offer this goblin? Is that for retainers or hirelings, John? Or is it the same? The, all, all these... They're, they're, everything is a hireling. Retainers are, are people going and adventuring, adventuring down with you. Oh, I thought, okay, I thought uh, hirelings were just, they were paid a daily rate to do a job. Um, and that, like, because they don't fight, they just do the job, right? Carry a torch. And, like, people who fight get the half shares. Or was um, that just something we worked out in, in Domewood because of the deal we made? Cause that's how I remember we did it. Like our, you can, we paid, we, we could, we paid half shares to two of our retainer hireling people. And the other guy just got a flat rate. Yeah, that's fine. So if you, yeah. Here's the deal. Here's how it works. If you, if what I'll, what I'll say is if you get one, a zero level person. Okay. That, um, that is, doesn't have a class or anything like that. What normally it is by the rules is the moment that they get any sort of XP, they must choose a class and are immediately level one. However, if, right, right, uh, right. the way that they don't get XP is if you do not have them, um, do any sort of um, uh, like the only thing they could do is sort of like their assigned task of like carrying a torch or, or carrying your gear. They cannot 
help you or heal you or bring you a potion or anything. Like they, they, uh. they could not help you succeed in any manner except to like shed light and carry gear. Yes. All Which right. they're, 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 they're a mule of sorts, right? Like a slightly more uh, intelligent yeah. mule in that regard. Well, that, that, I mean, uh, so, cool. so. <laughs> in, in that case, so, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have to give them a loot share. Yeah. Right. Um, and they wouldn't gain XP. My thinking, right. hear me out. I'll try yep. to be as brief as possible. Is right, I think we want right. to get uh, at least a fighter who will yeah, yeah. want a share. Absolutely. But I would like to, with my 16 charisma, negotiate them on a higher per day for a smaller loot share. Is that something that's possible or something that you guys sure. are interested yeah, in? Uh, okay, it's okay. You know what, me. Dave? Go go for it. You let's start with the fighter. So, yeah. What are you offering? So, baseline is a gold a day for half share. Mm -hmm. I'd like to give him uh, five gold a day for a quarter share. Five gold. That's possibly not a great deal considering the amount of coin we've actually picked up so far. It's not actually that much gold. Hold on a second. Oh, wait, okay. Uh, well, let's just... No, let's just but, I mean, if you work out the gem value and stuff, it's a great deal, so, yeah, yeah what uh, the hell? Let's see, what, let's see what he says. Yeah, okay, fine. Let's see what he has, says, indeed. Um, okay, so you're going to roll your charisma. Um, yeah. You're going to add your your reaction bonus to that. So you're going to roll... You're gonna, I'm sorry, you're going to roll 2d6. You're going to add your charisma bonus mm -hmm. to that roll, and I'll give you yeah. another plus one for the generous offer. All right, so I uh, rolled a base five. I have a 16 charisma, which is a plus two. Yes, I think so. Is it, on, it should be on your character sheet. Uh, yeah, it's a plus two. Should be. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then an additional one, you said? No, wait. Charisma? Yeah. Sorry, I was looking at constitution. Charisma 16 is a plus one NPC reaction. There it is. Yeah, plus one. Oh, I see on the encounter. So, 16. Alright, so you need plus to... Plus a seven, seven total. The chart says, roll again. Alright. Run more time. Same roll. <laughs> Same roll. Roll again. Alright. Alright. Alright, this time we are at an eight. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's... I wonder where you even have that says, like... <laughs> you want me to just keep rolling? Firing through? Six to eight is roll again. Alright, I'll just keep rolling. We can do it quick. Weird. That would be a nine this time. Yay. Nine, nine he accepts the offer. Alright. Okay, so we got five right, GP I'll a day. It. And a quarter share of treasure. Alright, so. Uh, this guy's name, I'm going to generate it randomly here. Um, he's going to be, uh, everyone here, it, unless they're not human, are basically Thorkin. Oh. Um, this guy's name is Yonwin. Y-O-N-W-I-N. Y-O-N-W-I. Oh. He's a fighter. Level yeah. one? Level one, yep. Yeah. Cool. And? Okay. Uh, let's see. So, he's got that basic equipment. Mm hmm And then he's gonna roll, uh, roll me a d6 real quick. Sure. That is a one. 
his leather armor. All right. That's not bad. And roll me a d12 twice. First one is an eight. Second one is a ten. Yeah, the silver. No, dagger. sorry. Second one is a two. Silver dagger and a crossbow with twenty bolts. So he's like a really lightly armored guy. Nice. Light as feather. He says he has range, which is good because we are kind of hurting on ranged attack. What are you talking about? I got a bow and arrow. I uh, know we've got one guy. I can't. I shoot anything. things all the time. <laughs> and you're really good at it, my friend. But we just, no, just you. I shoot at things all the time. That's. I'm sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and his stats you can see in the Discord if you want to write them down uh, down the line. Are I'll do it. 10, 12, 8, 9, 11, 11. Basic dude looking right for work down the middle. Not wise. Love that about him. Right. <laughs> that's why he took our deal. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's a good idea. And I mean, that's serious money, though. Five gold pieces a day. Of course, he's going to die, but, you know, whatever. Well, my, my intention... Yeah, full disclosure, I don't care if this guy lives. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather have him die off after a session and only take a quarter of our, our first share than... Uh... Sure. So, roll me a You D8. know what, guys? No, roll I me care. a D8 real quick. I care. I, I care about D8. that. All right. One moment. Uh, good but yeah, my line is chaotic. Listen, I'm not very cold-blooded, nicest, dude. I'm not the nicest illusionist. I love gems. I love gems, uncut particularly. All right, I got a four. Four. Okay, so uh, the average is five. So he has five hit points. His con is not high enough to get anything extra, so he has five hit points. Cool. Um, and his AC with leather is going to put him at eleven, I believe. And does he have a dex bonus? Strength dex. He has a dex of twelve, which is not enough for a bonus. He's a dex of nine. Not twelve. All oh, right, sorry. Yeah, I was looking at thinking of the old way. Nine is a minus one. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's an ace. Not great with the crossbow. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he's got at least man. he's got something. You know, can... No, dex of nine is dex of nine is not a penalty. So he has an AC eleven. Okay, oh, okay, okay, good. Nice, 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 yeah. nice. Oh yeah, you're right. right. You're totally right. Okay. Uh, cool. All right. All right. So that's Yonwin. Now, yeah. Now I want to hire. One of my cousins, you know, there's a lot of goblins here in Gastowick. Uh, I got a million cousins. I got cousins who've got cousins, and I got cousins with cousins who've got cousins, and I'm going to get one of them. All right, what are you offering? All right, for, my, for family, he should be offering me money. He should be paying me to go on the adventure. I'm making him part of the business. <laughs> Come on. All right, fine. I'll give him the other quarter share, and but, you know, a gold piece per day at most because, you know... Of what your aunt said about my sister that time. All Forget right. it. All right, so you're going to roll 2d6, add your charisma modifier, and you're going to take it a minus one for the stingy offer. But plus one because it's family. <laughs> right? Come on. Where does it say this? I'm looking in the book. <laughs> it's family. Uh, so... Uh... Um, plus one for my charisma, minus one for the stingy offer. Total is nine. Nine. He accepts the offer. Ooh. I told you. Nice. Can we name him? Can we name him Mort? Mort, sure. Mort, Mort. This is Mort. Okay. One GP a day, and he's happy to take the quarter share. Even better, not tell him what Yonwin's making. Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Hey, Yonwin brought a crossbow to the party. I mean, <laughs> come on. Okay. Uh, so let's see. Mort here. Um, 
I'm going to have him roll on the halfling table since there isn't one for um, for goblins. So roll me a d6, please. What? Okay. I shall. I shall do this for you, John. Such is my great respect and admiration for you. I've rolled a five. Five? Your goblin is wearing plate mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, I don't even have plate mail this time. <laughs> Give me a second. I love that our torchbearer is better geared than our fighter. Uh, I'll, I'll, find an, I'll find an equivalent. Give me a sec. Uh, uh, let's see. I was just going to give him studded leather, man. It's you know. I have this image of him like that kid in the Christmas, <laughs> Christmas story. That's right, little starfish goblin. Oh, I can't move. You know, I'm going to say I was. I'm going to say that this guy. I'm saying he he was a real down on his luck, but he was actually he was um. He had to prove himself, right, within the imper in imperial life, and he actually all okay. way all the way up to actually being a legionnaire, until wow. until something got pulled out from underneath him and he fell crashing to the ground. And so he actually has like really, really ratty and beat up, but recognizable Lorica segmentata armor. That's amazing! Wow. Okay, John, would you all like right. uh... that? Is that is specifically fitted, by the way, for? creatures of goblin size so don't get any ideas oh i've got ideas all right because right. <laughs> i happen to also be a goblin now roll d12 twice okay uh, clear that we're gonna get to d12 and i rolled a seven and a two he has a short sword and also has a crossbow with 20 volts oh wow roll me a d6 please uh, yep, 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 yep. Art is going to save us all. Uh, I rolled a five, John. A five, all right. So right now he has five hit points unless his con is higher. And his AC is going to be 15 with Lorca Segmentata unless he's got a higher dex. Uh, nobody has a plus two bonus for being a goblin. Okay, here we is go that, with the rolls. That, did you count that in? Oh, wow. Mort's the shit. Or Yonwin. All right. <laughs> well, so, okay. So, so, sorry. Awesome. Clarification. Mort's still just a torchbearer, though. He's not like a class fighter. He's just a very well geared. He's, he's a class goblin. He's a goblin. He's a class goblin, basically. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, straight down okay. the line. Strength, intelligence, wisdom. We have 16, 13, 7. And then um, Dexcon, charisma, 15, 8, 13. He is a beast. Ooh. He's, so. he's gonna outlive us all. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. Better than me. What the hell? I'm gonna give me a quarter share. I'm this taking over. How much does he want to hire us? Okay, so he gets plus one to his AC, so he has sixteen. His con is bad. His con is eight, so he's actually gonna take one from his hit points. But there is um, a minimum. Oh well, actually, with a D six, he would be still. It'd be four, so he has four hit points, sixteen AC. And with a 16 strength, he's actually going to get plus two to hit and damage with a short sword. John, did you calculate the goblin armor class bonus into that number? You didn't, no. did you? What is okay. what is that? So a goblin gets plus two to armor class. Just in general or just against larger Just creatures? in general. Uh, I'd have to go back uh, and double check. I think probably towards larger creatures would be my guess. Yeah, probably. I'd have to go back and look. Um, I'll find it. I'll, I'll keck it. But as long as you didn't add it in, I'll that's fine. I'll work all this out. Okay. Are you sure his here. name is Mort and not Hugo first? Because I wanted to go first. I, I wanted to name uh, the, plus, the fighter plus, that. Plus but... two when attacked by large opponents, which means greater than human size. Oh. Oh. 
Okay. I liked my version of that better. Actually. <laughs> All right, so he's got the one. Ted, what do you call the 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 Roman short sword? The, not a gladius, but Gladi- the, gladius. It is a gladius. That's the short one. Okay, oh, I think so. So I we'll think say it is. We'll say that's what he has because he has a short sword. John, is it uh, worth us rolling the D6 torches, rations, and 3D6 gold that you have noted on here? I'll let you guys do that on your own. Just note it down. All right, no worries. All right, cool. So we have Yonwin and Mort who have decided to venture forth with you. Um, they are doing this blindly based purely upon what you're offering them. Your name has not actually reached the ears of anyone of import or on the streets yet of Gosterwick. Um, mm. uh, okay, so what is next on the agenda? I think, uh, well, I have a question, John, because this, uh, when he's, so, so this torch is still stuck into my hand, right? He's, Can you hold that first? Yeah. Can you hold that for a second, Matt? Uh, Holding it, I can't got... let go of it. No, I know. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we, was, we need to give good. them the hiring bonus right up front, right? Uh, like they get their first day yeah, up yeah, front? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, well, you guys, all right, I'll calculate that out of the, the silver that we have. Right? Uh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We had, it was I'll three, pay it out of... Okay. We have 321 silver pieces left. I'll count it out. I'll I'll make a note. And don't forget too in their for their loyalty score that is based upon each of your guys' char- uh, charisma. So Mort's is based on Squeegee's and Yonwin's is based on Onweir's. Okay. And you are both yeah, in charge 16. of running each of those characters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, now Matt, yes. Okay. So my 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 question is. How do I, how do I feel? Do I feel weird? Do I feel normal just with the thing stuck in my hand? Uh, it's, it's very uncomfortable, but n- nothing mentally has affected you or anything like that. Okay, okay, because yeah, if 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 it was if it was really bad, then uh, you know it might be worth you know investing right away. But you know, it's, if if I can get by with it, I think I'll just keep it because we can use the money for other things for now. Um. Yeah, because uh, uh, really, what the, what I'm interested in doing is like you know armoring up a little bit, uh, my, replacing my uh, my leather with some uh, some chainmail. But before we can do that, I don't have enough. We'd have to we'd have to cash in some of these gems. But I think uh, 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 what David was talking about earlier, I think we want to buy in right to the uh, place where we can get better exchange rates. I mean, like, I'm I'm of the mind that I'd rather invest now to have good rates than return to the pawn shop. Well, the sooner yeah. that we do that, the the exactly, yeah. So, so I think we now that we have all these gems. Does anyone rec- a couple. recall what his membership fee was? It was a hundred and hundred twenty or something like that. I think ish for what the rarities factor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got it for you right here. Um, Okay. Is that is that only necessary for like antiquities, or would we need that to cash in gems? So you can't you you cannot change gems at the rarities factor. That you have to go to the money changer for that. This is just a, it's a, this is like a bank. The rarities factor is like a bank. Oh, it's where you would okay. secure, oh. securely store goods. Oh, it's a storage. Oh, so yeah. this is. I mean, it's not a bad idea to do that as well. Yeah, you could also hire caravan services there as well if you want, but that's like a different side thing. But but yeah. the whole point is that this is just. You know, a bank, and then any other, er, any other place where the rarities factor has been established, you can then withdraw your your funds from there. That makes sense. So, John, uh, the uh, fence or the the pawnbroker is the only merchant then that we can use to buy sell from, or is there another merchant now? Well, there's tons of well, tons of merchants. Okay. What what, what exactly but, are you looking to do? 
with your money. We, uh, okay. If we want to sell the gems, guys, he's already said it. We go to a money changer. Yeah. Yeah. Not the not the pawn shop. The pawn yeah, shop the is Jeremiah's the money changer, changer we can go to. We go to the money changer yeah. and we say, I have four citrines, uh, which I believe are worth 200 gold. And he says, well, here's 160 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl, okay. So, so at Jeremiah's the money changer, this is actually, if you notice on the map, um, is, uh, let me point it out for the folks at home here. That's right here. Um, that's actually in the walled part. Do you see how it's actually walled and is on the same level oh, as the Azure Key? We, we can't go up there. No, you can. You can. There's a, you can see there's, there's a ramp that goes straight up here. This is just this is an area, that little cluster around there is known as the upper market. And it, it kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what's the word? It starts with it's, a C. it's hoity-toity. Yeah, it's hoity-toity. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Jeremiah is actually, he's an extremely venal halfling. Oh, right, so yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> um, he does have uh, certain physical characteristics which do lend themselves to um, your immediate thought is, wow, he looks really similar to a couple of those halflings we saw down below um, compared to other halflings you've seen. Uh, but he's happy to do business with you, not a problem. Uh, he operates two stalls in the main part of town, uh, one in the central market and one at the foot of the Hill of the Gods, which is the... Um, the temple area um and they are operated by his twin daughters however you went to his main location here um and you can see that it is he's got very large very human guards uh, all around watching everything um and uh yeah so he can change coins he's going to charge here's his rate so he's he charges five percent of any amount worth up to a thousand gold and one percent on amounts over one thousand gold so if, if we gave him four citrines worth uh, two hundred, we'd get back uh, one hundred and uh, uh, eighty. One hundred eighty, right? Do five percent? Eight hundred gold? No, there was a total of two hundred. Oh, total of two hundred. Okay. Um. So two hundred. Yeah, one hundred ninety. One hundred ninety. Is that right? Five percent. You said. Yeah. Eight hundred ninety each. Yeah. Hey, I did buy. Uh, yeah. So uh, before we do this, though, Matt, you said you wanted to buy chainmail. How much is the chainmail? Uh, chainmail chain is forty, and I think it would be a good idea to have an extra shield because those break all the time. Just have an extra one where we that we can store kind of up up there with us. Uh, so which isn't, which isn't a lot. It's just uh, it would just be fifty, I think, to get the uh, an extra shield and some chainmail. So, so like one hundred ninety gold would be plenty for us at this point right is what, is what it sounds well, like well we don't we don't want to get more than we need because a little gem is easy to carry but gold is heavy we only want to exchange what we're going to spend i think right right but we also need to get hotels and food tonight and i think we need more oil and i want to give some oil and a lantern to the hireling to get something you know to carry okay and we need to buy him a 10-foot pole okay so uh why don't uh, we just why don't we just buy that stuff okay just do it Let's not talk about yep. what we're going to buy. Let's just buy it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, decide how much you're actually putting into coins and take five percent of that. Uh, yeah, five percent of that off. Okay. So my hireling does not need armor. He can... <laughs> nope. That's awesome. Uh, and he said they they do come with some basic equipment. Where did you put that basic equipment, John? On the second page, down in the notes section. Oh, it's, that's right. It's in the notes. Uh, but don't um. 
you know, for the for this session, just so we can keep things moving, we'll just say like, you know, if there's basic equipment they probably got on them, and you can figure out the details a little bit later and do your shopping right. with them. I don't want to spend the time doing this. Okay. Okay. Right. 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 Um, but you know, with anything within reason, you're not going to have like a fucking compass if whenever you need it. But you know. Um, yeah. Okay. So I need like thirty gold or something to buy some stuff. So okay. what do you need, Dave? John or oh boy, Matt? You need it's would you say forty five for the chainmail? Uh, fifty. Uh, forty 50. for the chain and ten for shield. Ten for shield. So you fifty. So that's call it eighty. David. I just want to buy a hundred feet of rope and a pole for uh for a yawn one. So, okay, eight, so how much is that? Is, a pole is uh, it's a gold and rope is a gold. So it's that's three gold. <laughs> I need, I need three okay. Gold. <laughs> let's sell two. Let's sell two citrines, and we get ninety-five GP for it. Okay, cool. All right, so mark it up. Don't forget that your uh, retainers are under the same um, restrictions as far as encumbrance goes as you guys are. Yep. yep. So, um, so sort, now I have ninety-five underneath gold. where their where their strength starts there on that chart. Um. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, picturing Yon when oh. it's like a like a real young lad, right? Like if he's got a ten strength, you know, leather armor. I think he's he's fresh off the or farm. Or Yon one. Yeah. Or Yon. Hey guys, welcome to you. He got hired by the wrong person. Do, I feel real bad for Yon. Do, do you want to buy him like a decent weapon, like something other than a dagger? Are you cool with this? Yeah. Person? Yeah, no, it's uh, sure, sure. I mean I should, I should. Let me let me pull up the equipment list real quick. I mean I think it's uh I mean he's got a, a ten strength, but just buy him a fuck off two hander. That I mean, that, that even the mean, playing field. <laughs> but I, it's just but hold on, I, I thought I am damage, a sword. damage was it's... HP, not not weapon type. It is, but it's you know based on your die. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. you know what? I, I have a, a proposition. Right now, as one hand is occupied um, he can use my two-handed flail because I, I can't. I've got one that's. I've got the I, two-handed flail. This is a good idea. Here's the only thing I will say, Avaricios. Yeah. I'm not super concerned with the survivability. Wink, wink, nod, nod. So if you are precious about that flail, <laughs> I, I am. Um, I don't want you to lose your precious flail. That's all I'm getting at. Uh, in terms of, let me pull up the gear real quick. I think it'd be nice to probably put a spear on him or something that can like uh, have reach. But let me just double get him. Get him something with quick draw, like a sword. Well, he has a, a silver dagger, so that has quick draw. Well, oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, that's I'm true. not trying to bog us down. No problem. Just yeah, just go ahead and first. just look for it. Y'all figure out other stuff while I do this. We buy him some stuff. To if you have your stuff uh, spent, um, then moving on, um, uh, Avaricios, did you want to go to the Hill of the Gods to try to get remove curse cast? Uh. Guys, what do you think? Do we, do we want to to use this for a while, or do we want to get like right now? There's there's no downside. I, I'm a little worried about the the feather thing going away, but we haven't seen what that really needs to to do. And you know, yeah. this can this can help us be sneaky if we need to be sneaky. Like you know, yeah. Wait, this light uh, seems to work is nobody else can see it, but we can see a little bit. I mean, I get that up until the point where you're trying to grab the edge of the cliff as you go sliding over and you've only got one hand and that's the end of you. Like, you want your left hand or your right hand or whatever it is, you know. It's, uh, it's, just, it's, it's, it's the right one. It's one yeah. of my favorites. It's, it's yeah, only 500 yeah. gold to get heal, uh, to get this removed at the Temple of Mitra or the Temple of Dema. Um, it will not get any cheaper anywhere nearby. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we have a, we, we go have back to town a, later, but assuming that's assuming you survive. We have a 500 gold piece uh, pearl and a 500 gold piece ring. So, you know, we. You know what? The, here, here's here's what the, here's what I'd like to do because I, I I've been meaning to do this anyway. Last time we were in town, we were it seemed like we were in a hurry, so I didn't. But I would like to go kind of um, you know, offer some prayers, uh, Lysion, and see if I can get. Uh, I don't know if I get a feeling, a vibe, or a guidance from him, but you know what? I it, it is kind of what we do as clerics. You know, we, we pray. John's not going to tell you, man. <laughs> oh, he's not going to tell me. But tell you, you know, what. I, I, what Whether you should keep the torch or not. Oh yeah, I'm not, that's that's I, you. I'm not going to tell you. I know, I know, I know. But I still want, I still want to go pray. Yeah, yeah. All sure. right, yeah. All right. So he goes and prays while we all lean against the outside of the temple like this, you know, and <laughs> yeah. flicking a coin right. and looking tough. So Avaricious goes to the house of the gods, which is the largest structure. It's basically like a large Corinthian style temple, pictured like the pan, um, the Parthenon in uh, Athens. Um, so, uh, but in, in within, in each like little nook in between pillars, there is like a shrine to one of the, um, not only the 12, but also the 17 minor gods as well. And um, this town is, has dedicated temples to four of the main gods. Um, Lysion is not one of them. So you have to go to the, the, the general place, the house of the gods, uh, which is the largest temple. Um, and there is, um, there's no one, there's, there's uh, attendants, general attendants who sort of keep the place clean and stuff like that keep the candles lit, but no one is actually like a fellow worshiper of Lysion other than just like other random, random uh, citizens who go and uh, offer their uh, obeisances to it. Um, so, but uh, yeah, you, you cleanse your soul feel good. It's all good. I, do. I, I, I take my, my, my thing of brandy and I, I pour a little drink up for him. He, he likes nice. It. That's actually would be appropriate. Like that's like the only like wet spot in the house of the gods. is like everyone <laughs> pours one out for Lysion. Yeah. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, now, uh, right. I, you... I've determined my thing. Sorry. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to put a pole on Marlon. Pole arm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to take the pole away, uh, which was just a gold. Get him a pole arm, and I'd also like to put a large sack on him. Cool. Um, I I just want to be clear too. Uh, you guys have been uh, a ten foot pole is specifically like a thing because it it you know in old school D and D it actually reaches to the next square. Yeah. poke things right like pole arms and stuff like that may will not go across you know you know what i'm saying like pole arms are not exactly 10 feet long right they're they're shorter than that um unless you're carrying like a all pike or something like that but oh okay uh yeah uh it can still poke fine. it can still poke ahead I i'm just, just saying it, 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 it's fine it, it can't go like all the way across to like a, like the end of the next square sort of thing you know what i mean no i understand yeah same thing with like a quarter staff or something you know yeah that makes sense so i think that's going to pretty much tap us out for all that 95 gold then Okay, and then um, do you plan to go to the house of the Thesmothete or not? Um, oh yes, to see if to see if our uh, our petition about the hand has, yeah. has yeah. come up. Yeah, you want to I do it so. this time? I think so. We might as well. I mean, Matt, Mike will be sad that we we left. Oh, him. He's, he's dead to us anyway. What does he? Oh, that's I right. He's know, dead. I don't to know it. who this person is you're talking about. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. 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 Okay. So. Uh, let me just find it here. Let's let's start calling him Prison Pocket for keeping all that stuff up. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, Good name for a dwarf. I can Especially see us, like you. changing our minds. How many citrines we want? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, that's too many. Oh. <laughs> Actually, wait. Uh... Okay, so um, you you head back to the very stern, very tall looking. Um, uh, House of the Thesmothete, and the uh, uh, 
the uh god what's the word chartularius i think um the chartulari uh, uh, bureaucrats that are there. Um, they actually do, as they take their time to look through the books, they do actually find that uh, they're surprised as they raise an eyebrow and they say, like, oh, yes, indeed. Um, uh, uh, actually, you know what it would have occurred is that you would have, when you went back to, like, the Yellow Cloak Inn um, to where you... Uh, where you Stayed the first time. Yeah. Where you are going to stay, yeah. There probably would have been a message left for you by the Thesmothet, um that uh, that she actually wished to meet with you. Okay. And so when you go back there, you are actually brought before you go all the way up to the to the third floor of the house and you are in the very stark Spartan uh, office of Eusebia Fokas herself. This is the person who actually runs Gosterwick. She is tall, uh, thin, um, very regal with long, straight black hair um, over brightly colored blue robes, but very, very tasteful at the same time. Um, very, very uh, stern looking woman but obviously knows her business. Um, she has uh, uh, a strained affectation where she, where she has deliberately cut lines through her right eyebrow hmm. for some reason, giving her a very distinct look. Um, anyways, she, um, she tells you that she has heard that there has been a disturbance at the hand itself, some sort of battle where much blood was shed. Um, and so she assumes that now what, when you first went there, what you basically said is that you had, you found a means of bringing people uh, uh, quickly to and fro from the ruins of Arden. Well, you didn't elaborate at all. So before you even, before, when she brings you in before you even, um, she gives you a chance to pitch your idea. She's like, I think I know what you're here for. I heard that there was a disturbance at the, at the, at the hand of Arden bull where much blood was shed. Is this exactly what you're bringing to my, bringing to my attention? Uh, may I, gentlemen? Sure. <laughs> uh, you seem very anxious. Go right ahead. All right. Well, Your Excellency, no, not at all. That is not what we hear about. That was the Knights of the Azure Shield, and I don't know what they were doing, but uh, you can ask them questions about all them. But what you uh, were referring to was the hand. I, I, my lady, that as they say, yes, the hand indeed. What do you know about Up the and hand? down. Ah, uh, well, it, it just so happens that uh, we are aware that it goes up and down. Really? And moreover, we know how to do it. Do you know? Which we would be happy to sell you this secret. Ah, there it is. Yes, I'll be honest and open with you. So you are the you. sole people, the, the sole per persons that actually know the secrets of raising and lowering this hand that has stood the test of time for thousands of years. It seems to be so. Unless you're offering to torture us for that information, uh, then the answer is no. <laughs> she kind of grins Lots a little of bit. People uh, have that. Uh, but uh, yes, basically, uh, I can be bought, he can be bought, and he can be bought, and uh, we're selling. Okay, so you see, like, um, she she doesn't make a motion, but from the shadows of the room, detaching yeah, I was from afraid the, of this. Detaching from Damn the you, shadows Mike. are, uh, are a very, very strong mean-looking gentlemen who are um, dressed in uh, in Arcantian Lamellar, like fully strapped out, right? Um, gentlemen? They just sort of stand forth and kind of loom a little bit, but not, they don't actually threaten you. But when she says next, like their presence is in, like in your, in your peripheral vision. Um, sure. She says, I'm going to offer you terms for divulging mm -hmm. this information. 
should we discover that this information and is any way, if you're withholding any information or if the information itself is false, um, we will see to it that you are no longer welcome in the most extreme terms. If you catch my meaning. <laughs> that well, seems reasonably excessive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we are willing to pay you a flat I'm finders, willing. a flat finders fee. For this information about how the all the information about how to operate this hand uh, on our own, without any further input from you, uh, a flat finder's fee of two thousand gold. Oh, hmm. Uh, Can we I, ask? Sorry, I'm negotiating here. You want to do it? Nah, I don't a, think so. A, a little thing to so, whisper into your ear, perhaps. What, what is it he wishes to whisper into my ear, oh, David? I would like to have access to use this under their guidance. Y yeah, that was going to... Uh, yeah. Okay, I think we are all like yeah. doing this right now, I think. So there's four of us in the party here. So we were thinking more like 4,000. Love it. Keep it up. <laughs> well, yeah, baby. 4,000. 2,000 is just as nice... round of a number as four. It still divides but evenly as far as it if does, our math is correct. <laughs> but 1,000 each sounds twice as good as 500. I'm sure it does, gentlemen. <laughs> but that is a... Do you have a, a counter offer? A, a, a counter a, a offer? What is your counter offer? I told you. It's 4,000. 2,000 gold. So you're firm on that. Pretty All firm. Right. Okay, 2,000, but unlimited usage. You guys take over, you charge tolls, whatever. We still get free passage for life. Mm. That sounds fair. She kind of looks a little bit... She, sort of she looks a little bit surprised. Sir. And she's like, so shall we shake on it then? She looks surprised. Oh, I'm hands out. <laughs> All right. I she, mean, come on. She, 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 she it, it's a, a moment to parlay with my associates, if you will. Oh, she, she pulls back her hand, of course. Take the time. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did she spit on hers too? I hope so. It's the goblin <laughs> way. You think? We, I mean, I don't think she's really going to go for more than. She, she looks surprised, but really, honestly, this is money in the bank for us. It's like we had nothing except going up and down. We still go up and down, and we get two thousand gold. I, I think it's. I, I think it's. In the end, it's worth a lot more, but we don't have leverage to get. I got no leverage whatsoever, and I certainly don't want to just walk out of here and have them follow it, us. And it looks like she was surprised that you. She thought that you're fairly sure that she thought that you were going to try to cut in on a piece of the business of whatever she ended up establishing there. Exactly. <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't want to do anything with the, I don't want anything to do with that, man. That's, but she, apparently she's dealing with simple folk and that's fine. <laughs> I, Look, yeah. All, what's my... all I'm saying is if we can get a percentage on all transit costs that they get, if we can be a part, if we can be a, uh, a owner of equity within this company. That doesn't require us to do any work. Right. It just means that we have a little bit so of a uh, a nest egg, maybe. Okay, so here's here's we'll, we'll make it real short. This is so you go back and forth a little bit, and this is the two things that she's offering. Okay, so okay. You, know, you can get a, that sounds a good. Nice big fat sack of two thousand gold. That's a lot, and you're going to get XP for it. All right, that's, hey, that's yeah. kind of what I was thinking. That's, like, that's, that's a big fat sack of gold. Now. Um, the uh, or this is what she's also offered. This is a little more complicated, but you guys can determine whether or not this would end up paying off more in the long run. So 
you would take a cut of the taxes that she would end up imposing upon for usage of the elevator. So wouldn't kick into obviously the, the infrastructure would have to be built and everything first, of course, so it wouldn't be immediate. But what I'm going to do is, and um, we're not going to calculate how many people are actually going up and down. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to round it off. The cut that you would be getting would it be equivalent to about 100 gold per month? Okay, doesn't sound like much, um, but it's continuous in con you know until you're dead, right? <laughs> you get 100 gold Which per month. Could be today. 100 gold per month. Um, she will also cover the costs of banking with wick trimmer and the rarities factor. Okay. Um, and she would also cover the costs for the fees for changing at Jeremiah's. Um, and la so you would have no fees Ooh. for money changing, no fees for storage. And she would, um, she has there the, the really, really nice inn at town, which is called the stunned acolyte. Okay, which is a great name. <laughs> the, the, the Stunned Acolyte actually has two suites, two private suites. One is a little oh, bit more grand than the other, but um, but uh, she is able to call upon the use of that suite for any personage that comes into town. You know, it's it only only her and the lady um, Alexia have that power to do so at the Stunned Acolyte. Uh, you would be also have that power under her um, blessing. And, uh, but you can't get it for free, but she would re vastly reduce the rate. Um, the, so you're aware, the suite normally goes for 10 gold per night. She would reduce that price because they still have to actually get paid at the Stun Acolyte, of course. They would reduce that rate to three gold per night. Mm -hmm. And instead of one gold for stabling outside at the livestock yards way outside of town, it would only be one silver piece for stabling. Is she offering all these perks for the cut of the business deal or also with the cash deal? Uh, for the cut of the business. Oh, I say so we take the cut of the it's business. It's like the package that she's offering, yeah. which is like a yeah. long-term thing. Or you can just go 2,000 gold and be about your way and every, all ties are cut. I love this. Sorry, Ted, yeah. go ahead. We're gonna start. Yeah, no, I say, I say we take the package. I say, I say we take the package. I have one very sinister thought that I want to add to it, which we can just, we don't have to, uh, you know, overthink if we don't want to, but. What's your sinister thought? Uh, oh, what's what's the term? I'm, I'm, my mind's going blank right now. What's the term for, you got to have a job, right? And you like, uh, you, you make X amount of money, but if you pull in oh. more business, you get a, a, like an extra fee. You get a little bonus. What's the, the term? A commission, I guess? I don't know why my mind's going blank. A commission? Point I'm getting at is, uh, my dear, if uh, I love, I love the idea that we go into business together. You know what else is great for business? No other means of egress for this lift. And and, and if by some horrible happenstance the ramps might become unusable, <laughs> and the only means that someone were able to get up this cliff easily were the elevator, might there be an additional uh, fee reward that we could uh, uh, earn? Uh, certainly it would be exponential, the amount of business you'd be getting. <laughs> oh, we should hope some disaster of that nature wouldn't occur, but, um, yes, if that, if it was the, uh, if Gostawick, if the Lady Alexia was in sole control of the means of, um, uh, of entrance and egress from the ruined city into the Burdocks Valley, that would be extremely, extremely valuable, and we could charge basically whatever we want. 
Um, Precisely. Your <laughs> your reward would be commensurate with like the rate would basically be the same. So all I'm saying, what what I'm saying as John is saying that um, there is a rate. I don't even know what that rate would be, but I'm just rounding it off, saying that your cut would be a hundred gold per month if you yeah. were able to actually make it, or, or if it circumstances made it that um, that was the only way to access the top of the cliff. Um, then that that would work would go up. Yeah, because she would she would <laughs> charge she would love charge it. those people more. You know I mean, that's all I want to know. Yeah, I love it. That's definitely true. I say sign seal delivered. That's very cool. I also I also agree. I think the, I think the long term, and you know what? Beyond that, it's a relationship. You know, we are. It's very uh, true. You know, building yeah. here. We want to. You know, we we want to belong. We want to be part of this. Well, that's actually like a, a, a more of a, an intangible benefit here is that she is now going to be sending her word and her seal to these businesses, saying that these people are getting uh, uh, these kind of deals, right? Um, and yep. it's very, very secretive about why they're getting this deal, you know what I mean? So it's all very sort sure. of hush-hush. Now, this won't come rolling into effect immediately, but the benefits that you're going to be getting um, uh, for the inn and the stables and the um, money change in the banking, that all goes into effect right now. However, the income will not occur um, for a substantial amount of time. They, they have to get everything set up. Sure. Uh, so yeah, you, you let them know that the way to get up and down is to... to Basically, well, I was going to offer, uh, we, we was not going to go back today, but first thing in the morning, we was going to head back and perhaps one of your, uh, lovely associates here would, uh, care to come along and we will demonstrate the efficacious use of Arden's hand for achieving <laughs> the higher elevations. An excellent idea. She picks out the largest, meanest looking guard that she has there. I somehow <laughs> knew she would. <laughs> okay. I would have done the same, to be honest. All right, so uh, you going to spend the night at the Stunned Acolyte this time? What the heck? It, oh, it, hell it, yeah. it does cost money, so it still costs. It just yeah. So what'd you say? Eight? No, so, three, three, three gold for the suite. Uh, three gold for the suite, which is actually pretty nice because it's it's just it's not actually, per person. Cheaper than up up top. <laughs> that was yeah. like almost five gold for the four of us. That included food, the, though. Yeah, and do they have the like the big fluffy robes and slippers? Oh yeah, this this place is like, <laughs> this place is super oh, yeah. nice. So it's uh since this will be your home in Gosterwick, and unless you actually want to stay really on the cheap, it's a huge four story elegant stone and wood structure. Um, faces the Golden Road. It is right. Uh, where is it? Right here. This puppy right here, big guy. Right. Um, it's like the Ritz, basically. Uh, you got ground floor has reception, a private dining room, a kitchen, wood paneled common room. Um, and then the upper floors have all the nice rooms. Uh, prides itself on elegance and quality, has the prices to prove it. Attracts wealthier clientele. Uh, the innkeepers have even been known to refuse service to those they feel don't seem like our kind of people. That'd be oh. us. And they definitely don't <laughs> think that you're that kind of people, but they can't say anything because you've got the seal of the festival. You, I love to see it. You guys have seen... Uh, you guys have seen the Blues Brothers, right? The scene where Jake yeah, and course. Elwood are in the restaurant? I say we yeah. do that. <laughs> How much for the women? <laughs> uh, so they have like a all-star, like a Michelin star chef there. Um, all sorts all right. of cool all stuff. Right. Yeah, so it's really, really nice. So you get to stay there and you get to sleep in really nice comfy beds and it's just the best night's sleep ever. So three gold for the room and what, another gold for food or something? Is it? Uh, we'll say it's included. So just three gold per night. Get you a meal. Dang. All right. It's on me, guys. Hey. I got this one. Okay, so you got that, and uh, so we wake up the next day. It is the fifth, I believe. Well, 
Oh, wait, we haven't been to the temple or any of the stuff Matt wanted to do. Did oh, you no, I, do I went. Yeah, you went. Oh, what about... So you're going to keep the torch? You're not going to get the curse removed? Uh, okay, well, let's 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 discuss this. Do we want to see this benefit or do we want to just, you know... I mean, it seems kind of fun. It's up to you. You're the one who's going to be scrabbling, trying to hold on to the edge of the cliff or grab a rope and you're going to fall and die and... You know, well, I kind of you know. want to see what it does. You know, okay, let's let's have, right, give it. Could, I, I'll be fine. I'm sure there's no downside to this. <laughs> Never, okay. not okay. Not so wait, I, can, last, I can make it. I can make it work. All right. So you have like last a priest. Question. I love it. Last question. Uh, we've got 1,300 worth of jewels left, or 1,400 worth of jewels. I left. think we sell it all. We have a bank, baby. We, yeah, we bank them. Should we bank them? Bank, bank yeah, them, or bank them. Bank them. Okay, you're gonna bank. Them. Let's sell it all. So, if, we a, if we don't have a fee for selling them now because of our connection and we have a bank access, I think we, I think we keep some gold on us just for uh, spending money. But I think yeah, we right. we we sell right. in banks. So let's see: five thousand thirteen fourteen. Uh, yeah, I've got fourteen hundred worth of gems here. Okay, so if so we can just, change that at at no uh, loss and bank it at no loss. We just cross those out and write fourteen hundred coin in the bank. Yeah, you should well, de yeah definitely write down what if it's actually coin though. You know what I mean? Uh, like make sure you know. Yeah. Um, and now let's when keep you, it coin just because I think that's logistically easier for us to keep ahead, like on top of you know. Yep, Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Jim. So the rarities factor, as I said, this is the newest factor that's arrived. It's only actually in Gosterwick. The the other factors are more renowned and more more. Uh, but this is the place where. They will take and hold um, antiquities and magic items and things of that nature, nice. right? Um, and so, uh, and this appears to be Wick Trimmer's sort of specialty. Um, when you go mm -hmm. into the halls of the bank itself, um, it's uh, much more eccentric and less austere than some of the other factors. And the name of Wick Trimmer is almost like whispered on the in the in the in the mm. hot cloistered air in there, like it's. Um, it, it, he's just sort of spoken in, in hushed tones and no one ever sees Wick Trimmer, you know, he's it, it, just like this legendary, like, it, love it. Sort of like a, like the, like a wearing Hudsucker in the Hudsucker proxy, right? Like, it's just sort of like this guy, <laughs> it's his name just filters down everywhere. Um, anyways, but, uh, but you are assured and you are treated well and, um, you are, you come out of there feeling very much secure that no one is going to fuck with your goods. Um, mm. All right, so 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 we're leaving a sack of gold there, basically. Yeah. Right, guys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should I should I leave the golden rod there as well? Yeah, leave the golden rod. Oh, that's a good okay. idea. Mm. Any anything that the uh, uh, if we come across the uh, the halflings, anything that they might want. To... Yeah, I don't want them to steal it. I I'm not convinced it's going to do anything necessarily, but if we ever find a golden rod size hole, we'll know to come back. Besides the, you know, the it's one actually a rod of warding. It's, Mike the has. Reason, yeah. it's the only reason the eight people haven't been attacking us this whole time. I'm going to timestamp yeah. this moment so that I can refer back to it in the future. I do I do have one thought, though. It occurs to me that every time we've gone up or down the, the hand, we've had the golden rod in our hands. We have. That's true. Ooh, oh, wow. that's true. Okay, maybe keep the golden rod. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's keep it. Okay. Uh, okay. It's still in my backpack. Anything else you want to do in town? But, boy, is is Fizzmafeet gonna be pissed if she needs that golden <laughs> rod? Okay. It wake. Uh, you wake up uh, out of a very comfortable rest at the Stundak, like on the fifth of Lagarios, one day away from Avaricios being able to get full hit points. 
Um, you can roll anyone who's down a hit point can gain one more hit point. Nice. Um, and I need someone to roll me two d six for weather, please. That's you, Ted. You're the weatherman. Oh, I'm the weatherman. I know which way the weather blows. Okay. Oh dear. Are you sure I'm the weatherman? What do you get? A four. I I rolled a four. Not bad. A windy and cloudy day. That's not too bad. Spring, yeah, okay, right, the spring so. chart. The spring charts aren't that bad. There's really like maybe like two really bad ones. Uh, okay. So a windy and cloudy day on the fifth of Lagario. So you still have no mounts, but you are feeling pretty, pretty well set up. Um, that was a good visit to town. So this is this is the fifth of Lagario. Fourth of, of Lagario. Fifth. We started yeah, on the, we started on the third. No, that... You stayed. Yep. There. So it's the next day. So now the oh, fourth that's right. You didn't Ligaris. stay an extra day on the uh, yeah yeah. You're right. Fourth fourth of Lagario. Yeah. Okay, uh, John. This is dumb, but you know when we were banking, I'm going to change my my silver pieces into gold pieces. So, yes, very good idea. All right. Oh, all, all your encumbrance is set up. Yes, all ready to go. Yonwen and Mort um, are not invited to are not not encompassed in the the suite, unfortunately. So they they meet you at the front door where they have been held at bay by by the people by the the staff the stunned acolyte. Uh, they're not allowing them in. Um, and they're like, you ready to go? And right, uh, I'm ready. And you head off. Um, uh, with both our with our brute force guy, right? Yes, yes. Your 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 Thespothetes, uh assistant also comes with you as well. Yanwin and Mort both tell you that they are actually um, relative veterans of Ardenvul. They have gone down the pyramid before, uh, but they were stopped by um, by the by Plumthorn's gang. And uh, they couldn't afford to pay the fee. Mm -hmm. So they already have like a bad, you know, they, 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 don't, they don't like Plumthorn at all or, or his halfling, but they're, sure, sure. but they're very interested in like, they, they see money, right? They're like, oh, you guys are paying us. You're paying us well. And we have a chance to fucking get deeper and find some more crap. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so back you go. Uh, okay. So. Back up to Ardenvul you go. It takes four hours the next morning. So by noon, you are at the base of the cliffs. You get to the hand and you, uh, the, the Thespothetes assistant is like, demands that you are like very, very careful. It needs to know every single step. He doesn't know how complicated it is or isn't. So, uh, right. Yeah. I assume so should we, should we test whether this gold rod actually does anything? Yeah. It's like, why? Like, like, I'll hold on to it. I won't get on the hand, and you guys can see if it goes up. But do we want to be, like, doing all this stuff? So it seems... I mean, sorry, so go ahead, John. The, the problem here is is that there is no, like, saying Arden and then saying Arden again, and suddenly the hand stops where it is. It's like it's like a... No, one I figured. I figured, so, you know, it's going to take half an hour to do this. If, it, if, if like, if the goldenrod is critical, we're going to know right away. Wait, I, I, have, an, I have an idea. Let's let's just tie a rope to you, and you stand off. We'll tie a rope to us. You hold the gu you hold the thing. If we Why don't say we just... it and it doesn't work, <laughs> let's just let's, <laughs> let's just have someone without the rod tell him how to use it and go up to the thing and try. <laughs> and if it doesn't, oh, that, work, okay, then... that all that also works. But that's, that's what fun. I I'll just stand aside and like you know. Uh... Yeah. You tell them how it works. And, and we're in the Thesmothete guy. Get on board, and they try and go up. And if it works, it then works. they come back down. They can let the guy go, and then we'll get on and yep. go up. It works. It's yep. fine. The golden rod does not appear okay. to have any effect on it. The golden rod is... 
Right. Great. He is happy to hear and is stunned to see that it actually does work. When uh, you guys are rising up on the palm, all right, with the waterfall hitting you and everything like that, you look over to your, I, I guess if you're looking outwards towards Burdock's Vale, it, uh, it would be towards your left, and you're looking at the switchback stair. You Is see the, the troop of the Knights of the Azure Shield going down, <laughs> and they are all they're where they're like they're on their horses, like going down, and they're looking over at you with their mouths just like wide open. Going, <laughs> guys. And you see, and it's too loud, like it's just enormous. But they're like yelling at you, they're screaming at you. You can't hear anything over the sound of the waterfall, but you can see that they're very angry, they're very mad. <laughs> um, and they start they slowly turn around and they're like basically matching your pace as they uh, as they as they come back <laughs> up again <laughs> well I, I better ask the fezma feet guy to stick around a little bit uh, <laughs> uh oh uh, man you do actually i shouldn't say they, they actually will take them quite a great deal more time to get up than um you would have plenty of time to disappear into the city should you wish to not confront them right now well we wanted to go talk to to chronos about the high, uh, halflings though so they're gonna know right where to find us because we want to go back to the to the end but if we go there quickly and head to the pyramid, we'd probably be okay. Well, we can leave. We can, uh, you know, ask, uh, you know, our little escort guy here if he could, you know, let them know what's going on, and then we can. Sure, he'll do that. Yeah, okay. he'll do that because he he's a, he has no desire to go into the ruined city at all. He likes right. his, he likes his he... comfy life in Gosterick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Ha, that's hilarious, man. <laughs> the knights. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you leave the fest I'm with these. to like. Moon them and slap my fanny and, you know, <laughs> wave it around. And All right. So that's the, probably just asking for trouble. The guard uh, is left to deal with the knights as you guys are like, oh, shit. And you book it right back into the ruined city. Like, I love it. I love safety it. in the midst of danger. Um, and into and you go back into the uh, ruins. Okay. Do you go straight for the pyramid? No, we got to go talk to Kronos, right? Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Let's talk to Kronos. Uh, okay. Can we do a quick bathroom break first, though? Sure, absolutely. We'll be right back after this quick break. Okay, and we're back. Uh, I just wanted a real quick thing before we go because it is the next day. I just want to know what your guys' uh, spells are if they have changed. Uh, Onweir, what are you? What are you doing? I'm going to do Phantasmal Force. All right, switching it up to Phantasmal Force. Cool. Yeah. Avaricious. Uh I'll keep it the same with Light and the Cure. Okay, sounds no, good. All right, so uh, up the wall you go. Um, you. Hustle into the city, leaving the Thesmothese assistant to deal with the Knights of the Azure Shield, and you go down the main boulevard, past the pyramid where you know your fate lies, and uh, out the city. The guards hailing you from the tower um, as uh, they recognize you now as regulars. Um, and you're starting to get, an, like, amongst the people of the Broken Head, you're starting to get a little bit of a reputation. This is this is not a large this is not a large group of people, <laughs> but mm. but here you are. Um, at the end of the broken head, which sees a lot of um, traffic or people interested in Arden Vool, obviously. Um, you guys are some of the few that have made it back. Um, <laughs> so, sort of. Yeah, so they're like, they're like, oh, it's, they're like, it's good to see you. And you come back, and Kronos is like, oh, welcome back. How was the town then? The knights, you must have seen the knights on the way down. <laughs> we oh, we, you know, uh, we, we waved. You know, we, we yeah, I hardly mooned them at all. So, you're looking to spend the night here before you head back out, or the day's still young, I guess? No, actually, we were curious, my friend. Uh, you were uh, uh, quite encouraging of our entry into the pyramid. Uh, and we trust your word. Never would doubt it. Uh, 
question, however. There were a rapscallion group of uh, little men there who had quite the business arrangement. They were uh, hustling inside. Do you know them? Oh, it's a uh, little Plumthorn's crew. Plumthorn. Well, I'm sure that halflings, all of them. All to the to, well. As far as we know, we did not meet Plumthorn. What a thing! Well, they must. I'm sure they're just a crew of adventurers. I'm like anyone else, set up shop. Nothing to harm yourself. Not, nothing to worry yourself about. Um, who has the I highest? Don't. Who has the highest wisdom? Uh, I have. Uh, Mine's a twelve. Eleven. Not great. Yeah. Oh, I've got a thirteen. I guess that is me. Uh, Avariciosa, so you can see that Estelle, who is sort of right behind uh, Kronos, she, uh, you see a slight movement of her hand as she puts her hand underneath the bar. That's hmm. all. Kronos has got a big smile on his face, though, as he's still, like, washing down glasses. Nothing to worry about, alarm. I'm sure. Did you have a problem with them? You treated it with respect, I assume. Uh-huh. Uh, well, they they made a fair few coin off of us. Uh, <laughs> did they now? They did they lift it right off of you? Or did they ask and you gave? Oh, they asked uh, semi-politely. <laughs> with, uh, with, with some force backing it up. Uh, they, they, they seem to be uh, very insistent and rather inclined to back, back up their uh, request. Hmm. Well... Can't say they're all uh, what hold uh, your pleasant folk, but it is what, what did they it get is. off of us, guys. What like nearly a thousand gold they got off of us, right? Well, it looks like you're still alive to tell me this story. Can't have been all bad. <laughs> sure, it I find crazy. myself wondering how a group of men so uh, uh, encamped in a dungeon like this finds provisions to survive. And who who they might buy those provisions from? <laughs> he he kind of he he stops his his swirling with his with his bar rag. You know what I mean? He just kind of looks at you and he's like, "What are you implying, there, son?" I think you know what I'm implying, and it is not an issue of conflict. We just simply want to know if it is uh, uh, you who they buy food from. Certainly, so you've seen he, these faces before. He looks over your shoulder and he catches the eyes of like the three um, statue brokers. He's like, "What are you looking at? Shut it!" <laughs> and he's like, he 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 beckons all of you like to a like a more private corner of the bar. And he like lean Estelle goes back into the kitchen and disappears. And he kind of leans over, and he yeah. goes, "Look, it is going to have to be out sooner or later. It always is with people who actually survive the first level that they go down into that they have to deal with Plumthorn and his crew. I." We've got to work in relationship. We provide right. him with provisions, and he provides me with a little bit of the loot that he finds in there. <laughs> you are a shrewd businessman, if nothing else. We have to do what we have to do that. up here in the outside the ruins. You understand? Got to make a living. Of course. And how? And how might we? Uh... I mean, does he not uh, require you and your kind the same? Uh, penalty if you were to enter? Well, we don't enter. We're just running our business here, you see. Mm, I but see. I, they do need food. I don't know what they're doing down there. Must be something nefarious. I don't know what keeps them down there other than just the constant stream of money flowing into their hands from adventurers. <laughs> but there's got to be better ways of making money. Sure. And, but, and how much of that money do they show you? As, as we said, 
We gave them a thousand, maybe more. They gave us our Did fair you share. see a thousand? Some items may have fallen out of some adventurer's sacks under a, uh, under duress. Some coin. Look, it's no, no that, offense. No. It's no offense. If some of this money that I have in my hands is indirectly yours, eh, take it up. <laughs> take it. Take it up with the halflings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're providing a business service to these guys for sure. You provide provisions. That's there. That's not a problem. Uh, you provide us with provisions for coins, so that's fine. Look, the key here is what I'm talking about. Far be it from me to try to dry up a source of income. But if you ask me, they're up to no good down there. They're doing something down there. Something's keeping them in there. Mm. It might well, be. Well, what a- if the uh, the food supply ran dry a bit for a couple weeks? Oh, they get lie. They'd be mighty testy. I wouldn't want to risk them attacking the inn. That's for sure. Mm. And if we're right, here right. to protect the inn, say again, Onwe. Look. Uh, it- if we can't pro- fight them in their home turf, we can't protect them here either. I mean, it's... True. Yeah. But I got a better idea. I bet a guy like Kronos knows maybe another entrance that does not pass by a hobbit. <laughs> what is this hobbit you speak of? <laughs> it's a derogatory term we call them back home. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, I see, I see. Sounds very foul. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Maybe he knows uh, another back entrance, or uh, like, uh, maybe he has a code word to walk <laughs> past them that we could... Listen, you think too much of me. I really... I'm sorry to get your accent as well. <laughs> you're thinking too much of me. I don't have what you're looking for. I know of two main entrances. The pyramid and the main entrance on the on the western side of the cliff. But... Yeah, and I reckon there's somebody down there Asking for his handout too, probably. Nah, I'm a humble man. <laughs> but I have heard rumors that yes, there are some sellers underneath some of the buildings under in town here that yes do lead down into other, uh, do lead down into other parts of the dungeon. But I don't know which ones. You just you, people come in and say they found a ruined place and there was a trap door. And... Yeah, we've 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 heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can give you one further piece. I can give you one further piece of information. <laughs> the whole crew is the whole crew is halflings except for one. It's an old mm. there's a skinny Arkantian sorcerer of some type. He goes by the name Blandveg, is what I've heard. Blandveg? Now, that does not sound like a sorcerer's name. Now, from what I hear tell from all the halflings that we deal with, he's firmly under the thumb of Plum Thorn still. He's one of, but he works for them. I don't know what for, but it can't be anything good. But he yeah. apparently is the only one that doesn't fiend for wealth and status like those other, like all the rest of those halflings do. He wants something else. So hear me out, my friend. When is your next food order, and could we be the ones that ship it on your behalf? I'd have to send a voucher, but yeah, I could do that. I don't want you screwing up the relationship we have, though. No, it seems to me that that might be mutually beneficial, because we can find out the information you're asking for, and we can get in and uh, insinuate ourselves a bit better amongst the athletes, yes? As one of uh, the business. 
Aye, more leverage against him would be a uh, would be a good thing. I don't know, guys. What do you do think? That? I could do that. Be, uh, what? Do you, do you but, send like a mule or something with all the food? A, a pack train of monkeys? What do you got? Sure, they can send mules. Whatever. If you want to bring the provisions down, you can do that. My thing is just that if we are the ones bringing the provisions with some sort of like insignia yeah. or proof from him, we have a way of uh, entering into their like main area yeah. and just like taking a look around. Also, yeah, we I tell them. Uh, I think it'd be good to we... meet with that the Landveg guy and see what he is. Uh, yeah, what he's yeah. after. Yeah, we tell him we're we're. Working for Kronos, we got to unload the mules, and then we get into the past the gate, and we see what's up. Yeah. Okay. So are you going to go I, down? I think with, are you going to go down with provisions this time, or are you going to going to try something? Uh, else? Is he is he about to send some? He can be if you want to send. If you want to bring provisions this time, you can bring them. Yeah, let's bring them. Yeah, let's take, let's let's do it. Why not? Okay. So uh, what he's going to do is he's going to. Um, uh, uh, well, I actually don't know what the logistics of this would be. Um, I think what would, well, let's see. I, I don't, I don't know how they would actually do that now that I think about it. Um, oh, they wouldn't be able to bring like, a couple of mules with some, you know, kegs of beer and some sacks of wheat. Yeah, and I suppose they would there. come, they could get down those. Down the steps in the pyramid and everything. Mules can climb, climb stairs. That's definitely yeah. Fine. They'll go into it. People take mules down yeah, the Grand just, Canyon. Just dimensions. Yeah, that, that's fine. Yeah, okay. So he'll give you um, he'll give you a mule and load it down with and and nice. searching the stuff. It's like got you know casks of wine, water, um, <laughs> rations and food and um, uh, bits of like everyday living sort of stuff like twine and sure paper and stuff like that. Sure. Now I'll just throw it out there. We don't want to poison any of this food, do we? <laughs> uh, well, Kronos did specifically say don't spoil the business. No, yeah, I know, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt Kronos's like money flow. I'm not. Now. I'm not ready to poison everybody. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, I was joking. But let's keep it that intelligence gathering. I think that's good. I'm yeah, not I mean, above I mean... it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not yet. You're a goblin. You're not above much i'm not above yeah, much, much. yes yeah, listen we gotta give them the got first it. round of food before we give them the poison round you know they have right, to trust us right right i got friends in low places <laughs> <laughs> and a mirror apparently <laughs> okay so uh oh. back into the city you go with your mule in tow loaded down with provisions for these your these halflings um who you hate with a fiery passion mwah, 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 mwah. okay Back to the pyramid uh you had okay so first of all um it did when i said that you had the most of the day to go you actually don't um going from goss to work all the way back to the broken head would uh take you what did i say six hours so it'd be two o'clock by the time you um you got to the broken head and then probably i'd probably say like another an hour um of talking and yeah. then getting back to the pyramid so at this when you're at the pyramid steps it's now three o'clock gotcha I think that's still fine. Okay, so that's fine. yeah, up you go uh, to the pyramid. You, you're gonna. Uh, it doesn't look like there has been any sign of anyone else having been up here underneath the great okay. statue. The door is closed, and the arms are down at their side. Do you just do the normal way again? Yeah, I think so. Okay, down the passageway you go. Uh, and that took us like an hour, right? Or 
think I think I wrote it down actually. I didn't I didn't write it down exactly. Just that uh, yeah, it's uh, six turns go on the stairs going down. Okay, okay. Six turns uh, so an hour. Now we can now we can use the the uh black light. Black light, yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. The, the so it does not do what I said before, right? Now it is just the spell. Right? It's tw twenty feet. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't shed light, right? So the 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 spell um Oh, right, right. The 20 feet diameter area of illumination, which cannot be perceived outside of this area. So we can see, but they nobody can see it. Right. Okay, you're right. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but it's 20 feet, just so we remember. Okay, so yeah, six turns go down, um, and you don't have to use any of your um, actual fuel, which is nice. Yep. Um, so let's see, we're starting at 3 p.m. So now it's 4 p.m. Um, before you drop down into the main central quartered down, down, down below. Your mule is not happy at all. Um, yeah. And Mort, Mort's job is to keep the mule happy. So your your um, graffiti for the day on your way down. Ooh, graffiti. Free graffiti. Okay. You see a faint and very faint, unlike the other ones, a very faint and primitive sketch, almost like a cave drawing sort of feel to it. Mm -hmm. Um is a sketch of a it's like it's like you get this much older graffiti than everything else basically uh, is a sketch of a biped with huge thighs and an amphibian head almost like a like a salamander's or frog's head difficult to tell because it's so primitive um an arrow points to its eye and in a caption underneath that arrow says danger interesting and that caption all right don't look into its eyes that caption is mythric Mm. Which somebody reads now, right? Yeah, okay. All right, so salamander-headed men with laser eyes. Beware. Okay. Thick thighs. Yes. Thick thighs was a really important <laughs> there. Big thighs, yes. Thick thighs, you would almost say. Uh, okay, Big so thighs. down you go into that major large, the, the main large chamber with the darkened uh, statue in the midst of it with the torches um, and uh, the, the halflings uh, obviously, here you come down. Um, they hear the, the 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 wickering of the mule, um, and they they look stunned as Roz Kelly sort of comes out with her spiked hair, and she you see her she brings out her guards with her, and you see her actually stop as she kind of exits out that corridor, and looks at you, and looks back over her shoulder, and she makes like a like a like a come here sort of gesture behind yeah. her. How many? How many guys uh, does she have with her? Uh, her five. Oi, hello. So, uh, <laughs> oh, great! There's the map. Thank you, John. Ah, you're, All right. you're back. So, is this room lit with regular torches? Right. Yeah. Yes, it it is, but not in the center of the room. Right, like the statue is sort right, of okay. in darkness. Right. Okay. All right. It debouches into a large room with with. Torches. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, we're back, but this time <laughs> we're gainfully employed by Kronos to bring you your comestibles. How is that fat sack of shit? He's a lovely, <laughs> thank you for asking. He's a swell guy. So he's got you uh, peddling his wares, huh? That's about that's time. That's right. I... We're famished, aren't we, boys? Oh, yeah, we can take... Oh, yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> look at this. Here's a mule with, uh, look, there's a wine and there's some... Uh, 
Brandon, I think he look. Oh, and Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Kronos made you a pie. Oh, this is a <laughs> this is a veritable feast here. Uh, it'd be a shame if you was uh, to give us any trouble and we had to just go back with this mule. Uh, right, we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> she 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 laughs. She's like, uh, "Hey, phlebotomist, got to come over here and check this out." Phlebotomist. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, and you yeah, see some that step, sounds step forward into the light, a, a, a short figure, shorter than the other halflings, actually, a little bit shorter, but with much more of a presence, right? Mm -hmm. This guy has a curly, curly black hair, um, very, like, he has feathery eyebrows, you know, like, um, what's his nuts who does? The, Super Hawat. Uh, yeah, Super Hawat. <laughs> yeah, so, I was thinking of the guy who does all, like, the, the interviews and stuff like that, but yeah, he's got, like, feathery eyebrows and, um, and really thin lips. Um, and he comes up, and he, but he's wearing all black leathers, but doesn't seem to be armed, but he's got his arms crossed, you know, and he come, kind of comes up. And he goes, the name's Plumthorn. Oh, Mr. Plumthorn, uh, it's a pleasure to finally meet you. I've heard uh, so much about you. I'm, I'm sure that you have. <laughs> he, he, he extends, he extends like a, a, a hand toward you, Squeegee. Oh, I'll shake his hand like a gentleman. All right. He, I've heard of this. <laughs> there's, there's obviously like a, uh, what do you call it? A, um uh inferiority inf in, no inferiority complex sort of thing going on because it like he grips uh, yeah. it like really hard um like way too hard for a handshake but you do notice despite like pegging him for having that sort of complex that it is a very very strong grip um oh yes uh, is it uh a pleasure to meet you i've heard that your name is squeegee indeed so yeah it is a squeegee the world's greatest goblin Sorry, Mort. <laughs> well, I see your company has grown, and you're bringing me my provisions. Well, how wonderful. So, you know that does not alleviate the tax which we impose upon all sorties within the, uh, within the dungeon. There'd be another oh, ten... we're just here for the delivery. We're just here to bring it in. Well, we thank you so much. Blanveg, come see what we've, been, what we've brought here. And then you see stooping through the portcullis, and then standing up again, taller, taller than, than all of you, including Onwir and Avaricios, is a very thin, um, very pale, very unhealthy-looking man. Arcantian, uh, but mm -hmm. his his long black hair is, like, lank and, and uh, lusterless, um, and he's got dark circles underneath his eyes, and his eyes are sort of uh, bulging a little bit um, as if he's try acclimated too much to the darkness, right? Um, uh, has an obsessive look about him, and is he licks his his lips uh, constantly like a um, like a lizard, basically. He's like, um, oh, uh, welcome. Heard so much about you as well. Well, you is there anything else that you wanted to show me, Plumthorn? I don't have time for this. You know, I've got work back to work to do back there. He's like, well, I just thought you'd want to have a look at our newest guests. I've I've seen them, Plumthorn. Thank you. Uh, pleasure meeting you all. Uh, very very well. And he kind of flips back through the portcullis. Well then, Ross Kelly. I, I assume you've been about your business and collected the ten gold. They haven't given it to me yet, boss. Oh no no! You seem to be uh, laboring under a misapprehension. But we're not uh, we're not here to do the dungeoning. We're here to deliver your food. And then we was gonna leave. Oh. And they kind of look at each other. But that's not exactly what I expected. There's no money in that at all. 
I can assure you the, the real riches are down below. You'd be well worth it your time and money to just pay the pittance that we ask and continue on your merry way, collecting as much treasure as your hearts could desire. But, but, should you only wish to deliver our provisions, saintly folk that you are, then the gods be with you, and up you go. Well, but since you bring it up, you do have a good point. We've come all this way, haven't we, guys? It's a long walk, very long walk. <laughs> it is indeed. That's, uh, that's my surprise. Yeah. Uh, Kronos thought, you know, you might do us a solid, and uh, since we did the bringing the thing and the doing the stuff here, we might just, you know, go through it. But maybe we could uh, negotiate, say, at this kind of rate. For you bringing me my provisions one time. Well, we could uh, we could also unload them for you. I mean, I, I sure, could... <laughs> yeah, labor, labor's included. Yeah, this is a full package service. I mean, we can put stuff on the upper shelves, which I can see that might be a problem. Well, I I can't, but maybe he can. That's yeah. Well, there there may be no talk of discounted rates. I'm afraid the price is what it is. But I would, of course, gladly accept your help in uh, bringing the goods in. I would, of course, ask you to leave your weapons uh, here under the care of my men. Two of my men. The rest will be coming in with us. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, how about we leave two of our men uh, with our weapons here, and then the rest of us will go unload with you. That sounds reasonable. He's just he's looking at you like completely like on your level. Like, <laughs> like I understand what he, he understands. What yeah, you're doing. So, so Yanwen and uh, uh, and Mort. Mort. And take our, our our armor, or not our armor, really. our weapons. Yeah, and we will follow them into the back chambers to unload this oh, food. I thought you. So you guys are going to. <laughs> I was about you. It would have been awesome if you like sent sent Yonwin and Mort in, in there, and you guys were the ones guarding the weapons. Anyways, uh... <laughs> no, I gotta I gotta do the mapping, man. I gotta see what we're looking at. <laughs> okay, so um. Yeah, so very carefully, you know, they kind of watch you as you unload your weapons, and then you know, I'm and Mortar like, what's going on here, right? Um, and they're like, you sure you don't want us to go with you, boss? Um, and then uh, you guys wheel in the provisions. They're like, this way. Um, you can see that the halflings immediately sort of surround Plumthorn. Roz Kelly is behind you, so that there's Roz Kelly behind, then you guys, and then the rest of the halflings surrounding Plumthorn. Blondveg has already disappeared. Um, you end up... Okay, so... Mapping time, Ted. You got your thing ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so down that corridor, there is um, 10, uh, 10 feet, and then there's the portcullis that goes all the way across. Okay. Continues down for another um, 30, it goes down for another 30 feet, and then um, actually goes into a four way intersection with corridors branching off in all of the cardinal directions. Okay. Yeah, you got it. All right. Now, to the north, Ted, you can, hear what, you can hear the sounds of what appears to be Blondveg um, grumbling and um, his voice sort of echoing from up, from up that corridor. You can see um, flickering torchlight coming from a chamber uh, approximately, uh, uh, looks like the corridor goes down about 50 feet, then opens up a, to another room. And the only reason that you know that is because you can see flickering torchlight coming from that room. Okay. All right, fifty foot corridor. Yeah, then it opens up. Okay, into and I'll just yeah, 
you hear I'll just you, put a B for Blondvig. Yeah, Blondvig is um is grumbling about something. You can also hear like the clinking of glasses, like of, of tiny vials or like 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 small delicate glass every once in a mm. while. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, to the east, you can see that it uh, goes down another thirty feet before opening up into a chamber, and you can catch in the glimpse at the very edge of, um, I guess it would be Plumthorn's gang's uh, torchlight before they actually end up heading south. You catch a, a quick glimpse to the east of, um, uh, let, let me double check here to make sure I'm getting it right here. Um. It's a, a lit room. There's flickering, flickering candlelight. And there are there, and you get a quick glimpse of what appears to be multiple sarcophagi that are actually open. Okay, just sort of standing in the middle of the room, just real quick before, like he's like this way, um, and you head to the south. All right, okay. going going to the south. Um, So you go down for you guys are sorry, uh, David or Matt. You guys are I'm drawing. Are you guys writing notes about this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah. Just again, what's the turn? Like, what's the marching order? So we it's are Plumthorn and his halflings, then you guys, and then Ross Kelly's behind you. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you go down for about twenty feet, Ted. Um, and you see that you actually come across a rather large four-foot-tall barrier uh, that has been constructed with debris, of heavy debris and rock. Um, and ascending that thing, you actually see that on the downslope of it is actually what the, the debris has actually been carved into a set of small steps that are that are relatively level so that you could actually, like, rank people on, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, halfling size, so you could have multiple people on different steps looking down uh, the corridor. Um, and so you you mount that. They don't say a word. They just... Um, so at this point, though, they actually ask you to... Um, at this point, you're going to have to carry... The, the the mule will not be able to... Uh, actually... Mm, gotcha. I guess the mule could probably make it. So that's fine. Yeah, so the mule makes its way over. If any, if any creature could make it, it would be a mule, I suppose. Is the, um, is the ceiling low, John? Uh, no, it's not halfling size. It's normal size, so it's only 10 feet. All the walls here are all Arcantian, just like you've explored already. Okay, and they have those oh, those stripped frescoes. Every once in a while, the plaster does depict some sort of the worship of Thoth or Thoth in one of his forms, but it's it's few and far between here. Um, so as you uh, mount over that barrier, the quarter goes down for another forty feet before opening up, um, and they lead you into this chamber to a uh, roughly oblong chamber that is approximately 40, uh, 50 feet east to west and 30 feet north to south, and you are coming in directly in the middle of the northern side of it. 30 north to south? 30 north to south, 50 feet east to west. Um, so this room, similar to the one that you glimpsed on the east, is smoky because of uh, it's being lit by three um, candelabra, which mm -hmm. are uh, oozing like this oily smoke from like the midst of the room and the center of the room. Um, you can see that there are what looks to be hand-carved tunnels, like very, very crude work exiting from the northwestern part of the room and from the southeastern part of the room. These are not constructed, they're like bored out. 
Okay. Um, it looks also like the ceiling in each of these corners has caved in slightly. Um, and they have, uh, uh, they have the, the one to the Southeast. It looks like they've actually used some of that caved in debris to actually form a barrier across that tunnel. And Which one? The south one? The southeast the, one. The north. The southeast one. Yeah. Um, there are a, a bunch of bedrolls that are actually in the room uh, that are neatly organized, relatively. It kind of smells a little bit funky from body odor in here because um, it's kind of claustrophobic. Um, uh, yeah. So... And when when we're in there, just at a glance, does it look like there is a lot more bedding than there are uh, people that we've seen, or does it look like about the same amount of number? Because there are like six got six it, like lower guys, six, and then bottom Plumthorn and uh, Plumthorn and Blonde. Yeah, uh, there looks to be more, but give me one second. I'm just going to read a quick thing here. Um, I think Plumthorn is the phlebotomist. Oh, did I? Yep. Did yep. I? Phlebotomist Plumthorn is the leader. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, it's not a title; it's a name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. His mother must have hated him. Oh, mighty phlebotomist! <laughs> uh, I thought Squeegee was a bum name. <laughs> At least I'm not named phlebotomist. Okay. No wonder he's got a complex. Let's see. There are yes, there are many more. Um, there are many more bedrolls here in addition there are actually more halflings in the room as well so there's a bunch of more more uh uh, uh the rough. day shift and the night shift or something yeah so they're not they're not actually in the bedrolls but they're they're kind of milling about and they they're they look surprised but not not like oh my god weapons out sort of thing whenever you arrive they're like oh these are the new guys that are bringing the provisions um and uh so this looks to be like sleeping quarters of some sort right so there doesn't seem to be a lot of effects here or anything like that um, or anything weird or strange except for these strange tunnels um and the fact that there was a barrier to get into the room and there is a barrier leading out of the room through this weird tunnel um and uh you can see that they do have like a bunch of um uh wooden storage racks and stuff like that and shelving along the walls and things like that so they ask you to unload them there gotcha okay um, and do any of these guys here look like they've been actively digging? Um, no, no, okay. although there is evidence that there are tools for digging in the room, right? Okay, okay, as 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 we're unloading, uh, I, I, I can only do it with one hand, so I, I look over at the one of them and I'm like, this is you know, it's really remarkable what you uh, what you have done here. Did, did, you guys cleared this out yourselves? This is really great. Well, we just claimed what was, was available, as many of the factions here in the dungeons have done. Only our little slice of heaven, as it were. Of course, this one, and he looks, he peers towards the southeast. We have to keep, uh, we keep a restless sleep here, as it were. We have to keep our eyes open for the southeast is where those damned goblins have decided to make their stand and crawled up from whatever hole they're living in from underground. Oh, yeah. <laughs> goblins, they're the worst. Boy. <laughs> Present company accepted, of course, Master Squeegee. I didn't mean oh, to come that's... off as, as casting aspersions against the entire race, but 
Kind the, of you to say so, sir. Kind the, of you to say so. The, the particular kind that dwell beneath us in the lower levels have crawled up out of their primordial muck to Jesus. Make, <laughs> a, oh. make a stand here in our rightful place, and we must uh, defend ourselves as we have done in, our, done in the past. Don't you worry, uh, though. Uh, we have the tools in which to do so. So, once again, you... thank you so much for your strong arms and the and your generosity in bringing it so far down and from such so far away. Please do tell oh, Kratos. Yeah. I wish him all the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, how often do, you, how oh. do you have trouble with these goblins coming in? It sounds like a real... I mean, you because when we came in, there were skeletons coming from the other way, there were goblins coming... It seems tough, man. Well, the goblins are... They're a, a, a threat, but a dormant one at the present. We have beat them back once a long time ago and built our defenses, uh, and they have not decided to test us again. Are, are these are these clever guys like my friend here? Can you, like, negotiate with them? Or are they clever. just mindless? Like, ah, clever. <laughs> Hardly a word I would use to describe these, these beings. Well, they they just uh, attack like like animals. They Who knows they... what they want? But they're not going to get it from us. Oh, they never they never talk to you. Talk? No, they they speak with their swords. but they speak with violence. They speak with their smell. No, we don't talk to them. Do they speak? I'm sure they they rattle and prattle on in their own barbaric tongue, but not with us. <laughs> yeah, I I think I know these guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my my second cousin's brother's neighbor's goblins. Uh, I yeah, assure you, really Master Squeegee, that you have nothing in common with these folk. Oh, kind of you to say so, sir. You can be reasoned with. You are a gentle man, I can see. One not prone to violence. One not prone to deception. Oh, well, I mean, at the bar, you know, on a Saturday night, uh, a little deception goes a long way. Uh, <laughs> Gotta, you know, yeah. with the ears and all. Uh, yes, well, uh, that's very good. Thank you. Uh, did you want any of this uh, hauled back to Kronos? Uh, you gotta... Indeed I would, uh, gentlemen. Uh, if, if you would, wouldn't mind, please, uh, following me back out again, and uh, I will present you with what is going to, what, what I need to be brought back to Kronos presently. Sure. He, he kind of ushers you out. Do you go back out? Well, yeah. I, there, there was yeah. one other thing I just I I was curious about. Um, the 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 tall fellow Blundveg. He he seemed really overworked. <laughs> Over is, poor is guy. He, is he okay? I'm worried about him. No, his uh, it, it's his weak Archontian blood. It's it's not fit for the uh, underground living. But uh, he is he is he is employed through not through coercion. I can assure you, he he wants to be with us. He, his work is very important to us. Don't you worry about him. Blondveg is happy where he is. He sometimes he gets well, moods. Well, you know, I was just worried about his his health. But he you could... say he's doing some important work for you. Does does he need uh, does he need assistance? We are we, absolutely we are quite... not. Absolutely not. Inquire no further about poor Blondveg. He'll be he'll be fine. Thank you so much for your interest, though, Rata. Maybe give him some of the pie. He did look terrible. <laughs> Anyways, out this way, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a nice sarcophagus you got there. Uh, <laughs> you, 
you keep <laughs> dropping these hints as if you wish to know more about uh, about where we happen to reside. Is it, you have some sort uh, of ulterior motive other than delivering well, our goods, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Let me put it this way. You think we come into Anvil because we're, you know, it's boring? This place is amazing. I'm curious. It's, uh, you can't believe this place. It's insane. That's quite a compliment. Thank you. It's humble, but it is ours. Quite honestly, I mean, you know, we hope to do something like what you have done somewhere else. I mean, if oh uh, yeah, right, if you were able for everybody here in the in underneath Ardenvul, I hope sincerely that after you pay your fee, of course, that you will stake out a claim of your own. Well, of course, it's profitable for everyone. I mean, what what is your secret? Tell us. What what did you do? To, to, you cleaned out this whole area? Made it all safe? You can stay down here forever? Trade secrets, my friend. Trade secrets. Wait just there. You may pick up your weapons now. Give us five minutes and we'll bring out the goods. Must be a halfling thing. I don't know. All right, so... All right, so all right. Are we by ourselves in the chamber? Uh, no, Roz Kelly and her men are still out there. All right. Okay. Right. So we can't just book it into the... Into the, the... <laughs> I mean, we can if we want, but yeah. Book it where? Uh, like, into any of the other corridors except back up the stairs. Like, oh, if we, yeah, oh, yeah. If we started booking it, they'd just watch us go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they they're, they are expecting you to pay the 10 gold. Um, but they're... but they're Well, actually, what they're expecting is, is that you're just going to take what they're going to give you and you're going to leave because that's what you told them you were basically going to do. Right, yeah. which I think we should do, right? Like, let's just go back up. We haven't invested anything into this. We've got some really good recon. Uh, and we've got Kronos' mule. And let's see what they send up. They're like, also, I'm curious. Ross Kelly tells you, too. Like, she just straight up tells you. She's like, it's totally fine. If you don't want to take the, the 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 loot back to Kronos right now, if you just pay the 10 gold, you can go back into the dungeon. Oh. Oh, Jeez, loot is the key word right here, and I say yes, of course, I will take that loot <laughs> right back to Kronos. <laughs> of course we will. Okay. Uh, yeah, of course. Let's pack up the meal. What do they bring out? Okay, so they um, they come back out, and they've all they've got is a very uh, like a small chest, basically. Like it's a chest that's probably about uh, about two feet wide. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and it is uh, padlocked. Firmly, like firmly, firmly sealed. It's very utilitarian. It's not like a grand, you know, thing or, or yeah, something yeah. that's pulled out of the ruins. It's obviously some, you know, it's like a normal chest, like an iron strongbox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, right. They pulled out. They, it, it does take two of them to bring it out, one on either side, and yeah, um, right. uh, you see the mule sort of adjust the weight. You know, there's some. You know, it's heavy. It's something in there. <laughs> the mule gives us a reproachful look. Uh, so there is. Um, uh, yeah. So there, there. How should I put this? There is, um, there is a mark on the lock itself, like a, like a, like a, uh, like an, an arcane lock, no, an arcane mark. Like no, a, what, what should it be? There's some sort of indicator like a, that this is from Plumthorn, like a wax seal. Yeah, like a seal of some sort. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. So this goes back to Kronos. And, uh, yeah, okay then. I see you have very nicely locked it and sealed it because of your great trust that you have in us. That's very kind. Thank you. <laughs> well, you never uh, can be too sure. It's for, for Cronus's eyes only for services rendered. I'm sure, sure, a, sure. I'm sure a warm bed on the house is waiting for you back there. No time like the present, gentlemen. You have a long oh. flight up to get back. Yeah, it's true. That's true. It's not as long as the poor mules got. Am I right? <laughs> 
All right, so <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I love it. Nothing? He doesn't bite on that one either? This <laughs> he, guy's he a just, tough nut to crack. He just smiles, you know. I, 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 right. reach out to, I reach out to shake his hand with my torch. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yes, I, I heard about the torch. Still, but that's still pretty new. Good luck, friend. Bad luck. Yes, there are times when all that glitters is not gold. Oh, that's what we forgot to we forgot to hire the the wiping hireling. <laughs> I'll get him next time. Dude, next see, time. Like, okay. Yon went in more are like just looking around like their hands and they're like this this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, okay. Don't worry, guys. We got this. Okay. Recon. Recon. I, I feel good about this. Like we know something else about the space here. But if you guys want to uh do a little adventuring and then go we'll tell them we'll pick up the mule later. That's fine by me too. Ross Kelly tell you. We have sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, right, David. Uh we have ten minutes left in the session, so I think we should just take the mule back. Yeah, and then when Mike comes back, we can just yep. go go from yeah, we can okay. decide So um the last thing Ross Kelly tells you before she leaves and she and uh, uh she kind of hisses it at you before she goes, Don't get any ideas about messing with that lock. She says, I know what you're Aww. I know what you're about. You have a nasty surprise waiting for you. Oh yeah, I what kind of surprise I say to her. <laughs> what do you have in mind? You mean you, a nasty surprise? You mean uh, a, a kiss on the cheek from the likes of you? <laughs> oh, no, oh you're <laughs> She looks at you and she, oh, like, you she, reach. she like blows you. She like blows you a kiss. She goes, "No, the, the more than I catch you in the air and, and, and put it on my lips." You know, you'll see. You go ahead and start. You you find someone to, uh, to stick their fingers in that lock. You'll see what happens. Okay, what the choice? You you may have charmed. You may have charged for, for lobotomists, but you don't fool me. We'll get your gold next time. Mm. <laughs> You're a very persistent young lady. Okay, out you, out you go, or or yeah, 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 yeah. no, okay, okay. Yeah. Right. John, as as we as we walk out, I just want to get um, a really good look, a lingering glance at the at the torch uh, sconces that are kind of on either side of the of the door that we of the entrance of the right? du- of the debouchement. Which- of the debouche, yeah. yes, because you know, it's, I understand that there are kind of torches all the way around. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how how are they held up? I, I just want to see if there's like something we could do like in the future if we want to extinguish one of those torches easily. What what that to create that more darkness yeah. right in the space? So, yeah, yeah. Because so like for example, I'd love to check out the statue because I'm super suspicious about the statue. Yeah, you haven't really done a lot of investigation with the statue at all because you've basically no. mostly been just been talking to halflings when you've been here. But um, yeah. so there are. Literally, there are three torches in the room, which is why it's so relatively mm. dark. There is one that is, um, and they are all to directly to the left side of a given entrance. One on the north side, so one directly to the left of the, directly to the west of the stairway. One on the western wall. Uh, which, uh, one on the western uh, wall, which is the archway that leads to the other statue where you fought the giant rats, right? And then one on the southern wall. Um, which you have not looked down yet. What? Well, well, you haven't been down yet, I should say. So those three dots there, John. Uh, yeah, that, you got it. Okay, right. they're all in sconces, and they are all actually they are uh, 
I probably should have pointed this out in the first place. They are at halfling height. They are a little bit smaller, a little bit uh, <laughs> lower than. Um, so these sconces were not part of the original Archontian architecture. They were added uh, recently. Right, 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 right. So you're thinking, Matt, if we could take out the torches and use your blacklight torch, we could move around in this room and they wouldn't be able to see us. Uh, right, because I don't, I don't think we have to. We would have to go very far if we could take this torch out right by the entrance. Yeah, with some kind of distraction, we might be able to just like zoop right over here. Yep, you know, where the skeletons came in the first time. Yep, yep. And, you know that's you know recon. We're scouting for a new time. But... Sure. Yep. Okay. In the meantime, you are going to go ascend back up. Is that correct? Yeah, so. plan, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that um, uh, talking with the halflings, unloading the gear, waiting for the for the loot to come back out, all that sort of stuff would take another six turns, and then it takes another six turns to get back out again, right? So, so um, it's like now... 6 o'clock now, right? 6 p.m., that's correct, yeah. Um, and do we have a time from the pyramid to the end? Did we... Like six, half an hour, I think you said? Because you yes. said it took us an hour to get across the city from the inn. So from the pyramid, which is kind of in the middle, to the inn would be like half an hour. Yeah, right? that, that works for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So 6.30-ish, um, you're back at the inn. So the sun is setting. Wait. Right at... Oh, oh nope, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Question. Yep. Just so I have an understanding of how it works. The I want to go over the uh, trap door again. Uh -huh. Is it a vertical or horizontal? It's horizontal. So it goes like this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it, uh, it's ahead, an, it's not hidden at all, right? So it's like a it's like a piece of stone that is actually set below the the floor level of the of the platform, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then um, when you raise the hands to uh, out straight, um, the thing that basically shifted underneath the platform to reveal the staircase, right? Got you to, to so get in, and then when you're coming out, there's like... actually like the the bar, the iron bar that you can actually sure pull. sure 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 yeah. Uh, just something to put in the back of our minds. If, if in fact, we didn't want to bring this uh, chest back to Kronos, we could wedge it in between one of these trapdoors and have the trapdoor crush it open. <laughs> just an idea. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but... Yeah. But, you know, Not I sure know I want to, like, double-cross Kronos right now. It's nice sure. having a safe haven up here. Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, if... if but we, I if like where your head's at. Yeah, if we go to all this trouble to build some trust, that I think we could use utilize that for more nefarious things later. Right, because well, I don't, honestly, you know, I don't want to pay them every time we go through. But let's say we do. We don't want another repeat of the whole torch incident. We want them to believe that we're on the level, which yeah. means we got to return this box to Kronos. Or we go try the other entrance. We burn our bridges here and take the loot and go. Well, we could like go back, for instance, say they refused. They said they didn't find anything. But eventually, he'll find out that we're full of shit. Dude, that's 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 the question. We're the middleman here. It's a, it's a certainty. Well, you can now, tell that they're. I, I, I mean, I I was hoping I was conveying it, but they they obviously are like they do not trust you. Um, no, they don't trust us at, at all. Yeah, they, yeah. They, this is sort of like, well, let's see what they do with this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so very it's possible like, there's nothing in the chest, and it is purely a test to see if we fuck with it. The only one way to find out, <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> give me the word. You give me the word. 
The best part would be, though, is if Kronos believed my bullshit about the thousand gold and he's expecting 10% and he gets, you know, like a few pennies and he's like, what the hell? But <clears throat> let's take it back. All right. We're back at the end. We All bring right, back to Kronos okay. and we say, Ha-ha! we have payment from uh, uh, Littlefinger. I believe ah, it's her job. Well done. <laughs> Um, and he, he, he sends Estelle over to the, uh, over to the chest and she, um, she picks up the lock and mm-hmm. looks at it. Um, and she concentrates on it really hard and she looks back over at Kronos and she just nods. He says, well done, lads. Yeah. And, uh, he and his, his groomsmen make that chest disappear right quick. <laughs> and, uh, if, if I may be so bold, sir, uh, Mr. Mr. Plumthorn indicated that uh, he felt that uh, for a job well done, it'd be uh, room and board for the evening. Well, he'd be speaking the truth. It's good to hear that. (laughs) You did such a fine job. We'll bring you up a nice spot of grub and you'll have a room to yourselves. Free on the house. So just just one more thought, guys. We never, like from way back... When I wanted to as Varga, we never once have looked at the inn and any of the rooms at the inn or any of the cellars, wink, wink, at the inn, anything really that might have, you know, an entrance here at the inn. So, <laughs> again, I just want to bookmark that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good point. That's a very good point. You, we you clearly have, like, that. a thief a thief priestess who's in, like, preternaturally in cahoots with the halflings grifting people at the other entrance who's not telling us anything about the end. So, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm a little suspicious. She does seem way more competent. We've just been coming us. here and being like, oh, yeah, they're nice people that take us for a run on everything that we do. Takes yeah, exorbitant prices at the end. Back room? Being... What back room? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you guys are being yanked around all over sorts, but you guys need to take control. Uh, naturally well, trust all person. I'm saying is we gotta be scumbags too yeah you gotta we gotta be of... scumbags too I have chaotic alignment <laughs> uh, so John there, so there's there's one thing that I uh, uh, Avarisos would like to do and he's like you know offers you know, Kronos, I feel like I, I, I would like to you know just share a little something with you um, um, he says have you ever um are you familiar with the drink, the breath of Lysium? I can't say that I am. Do you have oh, some on you? Uh, uh, well, no. It is. A, it is a. It, I, I have noticed your bar here. I think that you have the, the uh, requisite ingredients. I would, if you would, if you would not mind, I would love to make one for you. I yeah, help you yourself. Come on, back. All right. So he goes back around and he makes this drink. I want to see. Uh, look under the bar there. I want to see if there was something that Estelle did. Like if like a you know, secret like, button or yeah, a... if there was something underneath there. Yeah, Maybe so... she was just giving some kind of like hand sign or something, but no, uh, nice. you do see underneath that there is um like uh, a uh, hanging underneath or strapped underneath there is a uh, hand crossbow. <laughs> she was gonna shoot you, man. Oh yeah. Or me, possibly me. I don't know. Is probably you. I mean, and can you discreetly unload it? <laughs> well, it's just good to. You know. do also see too that there is like a, a, not not surprising, but there's like a long like club uh, as well, strapped on the back there. Right. right. Of course, as, is, as things are. Do you see like a hatch to a beer cellar or anything like that in the floor? Oh, uh, there is. Yep. Yeah. Ah. I assume there's right. like a kitchen, a stair upward to. 
where we're resting and like a hatch to the beer cellar. So there's a hatch behind the bar um, that goes to a cellar of some sort. The kitchen, you know, is actually a separate dwelling actually outside. It actually, they cook outside. Mm, right, they right, don't right. cook outside. They cook in a separate structure outside. So here's a thought that I have, guys. All right. Whether We don't have to do it now if we're running short on time. But I think it might behoove us to get a better idea of the end. And... Um, if you want to try to check out that door, etc., etc., in the middle of the night, I can cast an illusion, like I was talking about down in the halfling area, to make the common room appear empty. Yeah. For whatever period of time you guys want to sleep around. If you'd like to do that tonight. Uh... Up to you. If if you if you do want to, we can we can pause it here before night. I'm just falls. saying before we go to bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah something to. I that. like it. Don't have I to like or we, or we can decide like you know on, on Discord. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So okay. We'll, we'll we'll just stop it here um, be, before you go to before you go to bed. So it's the fourth of Lagarios, right? Uh, we said yeah. Yep. Um, and we'll yeah, say we we'll say by this time it's like eight p.m. It's it's still the fourth. It'll be the fifth tomorrow, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eight. Okay. So eight p.m. After you've had your meal and you are plotting whatever you uh, want to plot. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So hopefully awesome. next time we'll have uh, Goran the Dwarf to to uh, to be with All you right. guys. Um. Anyways, that was a really fun session, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, everyone, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thanks for watching. So, and uh, thanks so much for watching. As always, guys, as you've been watching three to six down the line, please don't forget to like and subscribe as normal. Uh, don't forget also that we do have merchandise, merchandising, merchandising. Uh, we got a store available up on the YouTube. You can grab yourselves a really cool T-shirt. Spread the word as well. Um, and uh, I think that'll do it for the night. We'll see you guys all next time. Everyone have a great week. Take care. Bye now. I want I want everyone to know that Plumthorn doesn't get any of the proceeds of any <laughs> merchandise retailing that we do here on the channel. That's that's entirely not for Plumthorn. <laughs>